Welcome back, everyone, to Yours, Mine, and the Truth. My name is Travis Velocian, and this is a podcast about the texts of my youth and a reevaluation of their merit with friends, old and new. And boy, do we have a fun one for you today because we are talking about, you know, a part of, of, of mass media that has been around for decades and has been super influential and, you know, just as important today and on everybody's minds as it was these 36 years ago. And we're going to get to that in a second. But before we get to that, we got to check in on the summer of six extremes uh, album. That is the reason for <laughs> Yours, Mind the Truth season two. Uh, I've been reaching out to, to past guests about uh, what their um, favorite uh top five or, or top six from six is uh to add to the because as as i as i alluded to i don't think i made it entirely clear we are, we are trying to figure out canonically the top six songs of six this summer and that's going to happen through asking these questions and learning from our different guests and giving there and each one's going to be weighed it's it's like sabernetics right it's the closest we're going to get to uh to to assign it's like rotten tomatoes you know we're gonna get as close as we're gonna get to it the actual the, the truth uh, as to what is the best song and uh you know uh this is you know a lot of people are weighing in on this uh it starts with uh this is cool uh a friend of the show uh guy who's been on the show three times will be on again this season brad mcneil reached out to uh, a big fan of extreme i learned recently uh, lead singer of the legendary Canadian rock band Wide Mouth Mason. Uh, the man's name is Sean Vero. Uh, big, I, I, I learned that he's a big uh, fan of uh, Extreme, so he uh, gave me his six. Uh, and here we go. Number. Well, I don't know if these are in any order. It just goes Rise, Rebel, Banshee, Hurricane, Thicker Than Blood, and Save Me. So a little bit different from uh, what our guests have, have shown so far. But I also reached out to, again, a dear friend and a guest of uh, show number two out of Toronto, Ontario, uh, the incredible uh, radio DJ, uh, another legend, he's been doing it for decades, uh, Rick Lee, and uh, he uh, responded to me with uh, his top six from six. Again, he went, with, he went Rebel, Rise, Hurricane, Banshee, Thicker Than Blood, and he said the hidden track to Here's to the Losers, but I'm going to give it all to, to Here's to the Losers. And I got to say, since my buddy Ted in the last in our season premiere of uh, season two really, um, really um, hyped up "Here's to the Losers," that song has climbed my list, and I've really, really uh, grown a deep fondness for it. And I hope I get to see it live when I go see them in August, late August. Um, I got some more news for that about that, and we'll talk about that maybe on the way out. But we got to get to today's episode because today we are back to what has just become my, gosh, my favorite medium of the last three years for sure it's just skyrocketed to the top and that's uh and that's video games and we're going to talk about the amazing legend of zelda series it's been around for uh over 36 years uh a new game just came out 2023 tears of the kingdom an incredible game uh we'll talk about uh two of our two of the guests including myself uh and uh brian fukushima one of the guests have finished the game but our, our third guest the amazing and hilarious my my other podcast partner from boomtown 
Marta Wesselhoff has not finished it, but but has also just been immersed in it like the rest of the world has been for a while. But we're not just going to talk about Tears of the Kingdom. We're going to talk in depth about the series itself and our attachment to it and 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 just uh, really sing its praises in a variety of ways and kind of i i i gotta tell you it's a really really fun conversation um you can you can hear the passion in uh in each of my guests voice and that's the kind of thing that you just dream for um yeah so uh without further ado let's journey into the the kingdom of hyrule and uh a yours mine and the truth look at the Legend of Zelda. Enjoy. It is dangerous to go alone. Take this. Hey, everybody. My name is Travis Walsh, and this is yours, mine, and the truth. And uh, we are back uh, to talk about a video game series that uh, I've been playing as long as, almost as long as I've been playing video games. And uh, I'm thrilled to have with me two awesome guests, two dear friends, two people who I I, 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 in a very uh, exclusive club because we are uh, all part owners of uh, Boom Professional Wrestling, but I've known uh, these two in a variety of ways uh, uh, over the last few years, gotten to know them a lot better, and definitely become uh, uh, closer friends since we took on this business uh, uh, endeavor, but uh, we'll get into it first. First of all is uh, uh, someone who is also a, a podcast partner of mine, has been a pod- on a couple podcasts uh, we've done. Uh, including the aforementioned uh, for Boom Pro Wrestling. We do Boomtown, the recap podcast, uh, and our, our Obi-Wan podcast. We did a miniseries. Who has, uh, Obi-Wan just got an Emmy nomination today. I saw that. That's nice. Uh, but also we have upcoming, uh, uh, we are going to do an Ahsoka podcast. Uh, dear friend of mine, uh, Marta Wesselhoff. Uh, Marta, how are you doing? Travis, I'm doing excellent. Uh, it's uh, Thank you for having me on this. I'm very excited to talk about this. Oh, I, yeah, I'm excited to have you on to talk about it too, because this is, I know this is something we care about. I know this oh, is yeah. something that gets us excited. Um, I feel like it's all we text about. Lately. Podcast, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. This, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, somebody else who's been texting back and forth with me about this too is also another guy I've known for a long time. Really super talented uh, illustrator, artist. Uh, he's the creative director here at, our, at Boom and has uh, put together a lot of uh, awesome stuff for us uh, in that department. Uh, again, another dear friend of mine, Brian Fukushima. Brian, how you doing? I'm doing great. Hello. Nice to be here. I love Zelda. <laughs> Yeah. Podcasts. Yeah. I've done a podcast with either of you before, but I used to do podcasts back when podcasts were on pods. They were cast. Um, yes. 
2006 or whatever you know and, yeah and, uh, back when it was cool when it was a you know when it was a hobby and not like you can like sell an ad on this yes yeah yeah which is which is where i make all of my revenue these days so oh yeah um <laughs> yeah no but awesome to have you guys with me uh we uh the reason why i picked you guys in particular i mean we got a little triforce of power here or triforce of power wisdom and courage right is that um it is uh yeah like as we said like uh we share a lot of interests in this series and, and video games in general but we both have are we all three of us have i think rather unique attachments and as 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 what we're going to do here today will show us um as we go through the history of things we have different attachments to different uh uh aspects of the series and different times of the series uh, uh different times when different games came out and so what i think what the format's going to go, going to be today just to let everybody know who's uh listening out there is we're going to go through the chronological uh releases of the like mainline games and kind of give our main thoughts some we have more attachment to I, like honestly i haven't played every one of them but every one i've played i have a real <laughs> real fondness for a unique fondness when it comes to video games and we'll get into that and then we'll kind of talk about maybe some of the offshoots and uh and uh kind of what what's next for the uh for the the series here um before we get into that marta when yes. did you when did you uh first start getting into video games first getting into video games in general probably my entire life uh my mm -hmm. parents when they what was were was your first what was your first console my first console was NES, like yeah. most people. Uh, when my mom was pregnant with me, my parents would go to duck hunt competitions with their friends where they would they would bet, you know, a couple bucks. Competitions, oh, okay. okay. To, that, just just amongst not, friends. Yeah, sure, right? amongst friends, like, that's Like little great. tournaments. Yeah. Um, so I do not remember a time in my life. It's, it's similar to Star Wars where my parents' first date was to go see Star Wars. Mm. There's never been a time in my life when video games have not been in it. Um, and that love has continued. I work in video games now. Um, awesome. and yeah, they're, they're my favorite hobby. Yeah. Rad. Yeah. I mean, for me, it, I remember when I first started doing this and I first did the, my first video game episode of this podcast was with our buddy Max and, uh, and our friend Kevin McKenzie from, uh, uh top rope, uh, Berea. And we talked about Super Mario Brothers. And at the time I was saying, I, I didn't consider myself as a French, uh, say, uh, le gamer. But I would say in the time since then, I've, oh my God, it has been the number one medium that I am um, uh, devouring. So I would 100% consider myself a gamer at this stage in my life. Uh, and um, yeah, uh, for me, it was in television, actually. My, my father had an intelligence. I'm a little older than you guys. So uh, I did have an NES right after that, too. Uh, Brian, I assume that you started with a, an NES as well? Well, in terms of Zelda, yes, but actually, I don't, I don't know that you're older than me. But oh, really? we, we had a ColecoVision. So ah, there we go. My Ooh. first Nintendo experience was Donkey Kong. The first time I saw the word Nintendo, I think, was on Donkey Kong for ColecoVision. Mm -hmm. um, a, a really good, a well no, a really well done port, famously. Actually, actually yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. ColecoVision was, yeah, it was kind of hit or miss, but yeah. in later years, seeing an Atari, I was like, oh, I'm glad we had that. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. My, my yeah. cousin had a television, and it was always the mysterious one that, like, nobody had, and I saw it, like, <laughs> once a year or whatever. Oh, um, but, yeah. uh, you know, NES, for sure. Uh, I have a, uh, two older siblings as well, so we got NES basically the first year it was out, but famously, we got the 
robot and duck hunt or sorry, yes. yeah robot and duck hunt set so it did not have super mario we i never Just like gyromite yeah, yeah we were a gyromite and kid icarus household wow <laughs> um and uh and so and we, for some reason, we just lived in this alternate universe where we didn't play any of the same games that everyone, we were also in like a really small town. There was no other one to really compare to. It was like, my cousin has this game, my friend has this game. I know like four people who have it. Hmm. But um, uh, yeah, no, so I go all the way back, but I'm, I'm a bit of an on again, on again, off again gamer. I, I did not, I'm a Nintendo guy for sure, but I haven't owned every Nintendo along the way. And I've, I kind of dip in and out, but I have my things. I'm, I'm a more of a, I like, there's the very specific things that, that I want. I don't want all the games. So, you no, know, I want these things. And so mm -hmm. I find the systems that have these things that I want. So that's how I, uh, how I operate. Yeah. Yeah, nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you hundred percent. I'm, uh, I, um, primarily retro gaming these days but uh goodness gracious the last two months have been heavily devoted to uh, the game that came out in the series that we're going to talk about today so let's get to it uh we will start with the legend of zelda the very first game that that and i asked you guys to kind of we all wanted to pick our favorites and um and uh this is the one that you went with brian uh well we should talk about the the, the whole thing is it was is a creation of shigeru miyamoto uh, same guy who uh, created Super Mario, uh, and well as well as uh, I've seen listed here, Ta Takashi Tezuka. I don't know as much about him. Uh, can either of you guys uh, fill it? Other than oh, he's got a really nice smile, I'll tell you that based on his Wikipedia picture. It's like a really friendly guy. Um, okay, yeah, no, because like I mean, Miyamoto's the guy who's really kind of recognized as like the Walt Disney of Nintendo, and. You know, it's not going to be the last time I bring up Disney because, as you guys know, I mean, aside from the fact that I'm a, a, like a Disney adult, a, a functioning, <laughs> functioning Disney adult, um, I think Zelda is touches on a, a certain sort of special magic that you only kind of get in the Disney movies, kind of thing. That I, I, it's just that's separate from the um, the rest of the video games, and I, I, I like or at least every. I, I don't, I don't came or claim to know every in and out and stuff, right? But I know uh what we see as we go here and uh it really does start with the legend of Zelda, which came out in 1986 um for the aforementioned nintendo entertainment system um this was a you know a, a, a revelation of sorts uh especially for myself i remember playing for the first time at my friend uh, kevin smith's house this is the first time i ever played a nintendo not the kevin smith but my old friend kevin smith in calgary i was gonna say yeah um uh, Wow. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'll always associate that opening theme song with being down in his basement and like hearing the um like his uh, fish tank bubbling behind us kind of thing while we're uh, mm. just starting it up and it is just so just different and new and and a lot of work for especially for a Nintendo uh entertainment system game. game uh, um like I remember thinking when I first played Super Mario Brothers that it was like uh, like who came up with this who had this imagination you know what i mean because that was just something totally new too but this was um super challenging at the time um I'm, i've got here next to me so this came out in 86 sold 6.51 million units i assume that's among the the most of the nas i'm sure super mario brothers and duck hunt sold way more because they were a pack-in game right do they count that when they count they do things? they do they do and dude i find those i find those youtube kind of 
highest grossing things over time, watching those graphs kind of change and the new one come up. Like there's one for highest selling consoles. And you're like, go win, go, go win. You know, you're changing it, <laughs> you know, things like that. Um, and you can see that with uh, the uh, best selling video games of all time. Quick, uh, quick bit of trivia. What's the best selling video game of all time, you guys? Tetris? No. Um, oh, God. Is it? I feel like I should know this. I don't. Final Fantasy VII? I'm just making mm. this up. Uh, Minecraft. Oh, uh, yeah, I know that of makes course. total yeah. sense. Right? I, right? I, in my, I have such a blind spot for those yeah, yeah, games. Yeah. Me too. Really me too. Oh, there's like just Fortnite too. And... Yeah. Yeah. Now, yeah. Nor is. Had... Yeah, go ahead. Uh, we all came up in the NES era, then we're all old, and there's like multiple, multiple generations of gamers after us who have yes. totally yes. different frames of reference. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. And that's why I kind of want to why I mentioned the amount of units sold, but also their their kind of their the game rankings that they're kind of getting from Metacritic and, and things like this. So we'll, we'll go with that, right? I mean, we're not going to use it as gospel or anything, but I think I'll give you an idea because most of these games are in the 90s. Uh vast majority of them are actually in high 90s. Um, but this uh they've got an 84. Um, which in terms of NES, like I don't know how high they would go. What's I, I would assume the highest what would you I mean, when people list their top five NES games, this is always in there, um, you know, so I don't know how high the Metacritic uh, thing would go. And I know we got to keep thinking about the time in which it's come out and time that's passed. But, you know, it's more of a kind of standing the games that came after are more kind of whatever. But in spite of this, Brian, you say that Legend of Zelda, the very first one, is your favorite uh, Legend, uh, Legend of Zelda game, or you said it was, uh, you know, up there. It's up there for sure, yeah. Um, and it's weird. I never owned it. And again, my first, like, we had such a bizarre set of games at all. But uh, my first exposure, first time I ever saw Zelda, I was over at this other kid's house who wasn't even a friend. He was just another kid in town who had a Nintendo. I don't know, small town. But um, I, I, I think I only ever went to his house once. I don't know. Um, but uh, I saw he was playing. He was an only child. So yep. he had. We want to surprise you. He's here right now, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> so, but anyway, so he had lots. He had a higher percentage of cool stuff than me or whatever. But uh, he was playing Legend of Zelda, which I had never seen. I was mm -hmm. blown away because I was a, like, I'm a D&D guy. I, I love Swords of Sorcery. I love all that stuff. So it was, it was like a swords game. I'd never seen this on a, a Nintendo. And uh, he was playing it with a NES Max controller, which, buddy, like, in hindsight, what are you doing? Like, yeah, it was a thing. Yeah, yeah, it was the first time I saw one of those, too. I'm like, oh, my God, you have that. That like, was kind of a flex, I bet, too. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, I got a mess. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about he, getting an advantage later. He probably had the advantage in a cupboard somewhere. He was yeah. like, but uh, he was, and I'm like, that's not even a good controller. But anyways, uh, but that was the status. And I remember the gold cartridge, which the first two games having the gold cartridge. Yeah. In the era of physical, you know, stuff that you see every day, I mean, putting the gold cartridge into the system, it was very special. Very it's still, it still is. It still is like catches your eye, man. Look it at that the battery person. save in it, which is like, so it had all these right. features and all these things about it that even the object itself was more special than almost any other uh nes game there was mm -hmm. and there was just this aura of it so mysterious and in hindsight you can say like 
badly translated or doesn't give you enough information of what you should do or right in the olden days of like we're here to waste your time for 80 hours on this little mm-hmm. tiny like 15k like you know thing that could be a website today um <laughs> no but, kidding yeah and but it was page, so page one about us about us that's right. the, that's <laughs> just well that the the opening as you say the opening song which you there's only three pieces of music in the whole game too but they're all you don't get tired of them and they are still to this day uh so you have the overworld yeah the underworld and the the opening uh, scroll okay yes well there's probably a final boss yeah yeah and uh, death mountain has a different has a different song to it too okay yeah you're right Uh, yeah but everyone you pretty much hear the same music over and over and over again Mm -hmm. but you actually don't get tired of it it's very well done incredible the the texture of the sound and not all nes games are 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 made equally like it's the programmers physically making the sound like these sound designers are the old like you know yeah these games are like isn't it like four people making this whole thing or whatever like and there's just one guy furiously like booping and beeping with like some sort of spin yeah and they're like they're soldering stuff to make a sound like card in the machine (laughs) like it's so yeah like physical and so this cartridge was special and it wasn't just like Oh, this is the same. Open it up; it's exactly the same as Tiger Heli. Like, no, it's not. There's different stuff in it. Um, but so everything about it was special. The save games, the battery, all this kind of stuff, and then and the subscreen of using. So all these qualities of the game itself were so well done and so special, even for mm-hmm. an early game. And it was so mysterious, and it had swords, and it had monsters, and everything. So all this stuff that I loved, but I never even really fully even played it until adulthood because I never, yeah. I never owned it. And then as time went on, you don't go back as much or like that's primitive or it's and it is um but i don't know maybe 10 ish years ago i don't know just, i was getting into emulation I, so i replayed it all from the start and you know, i was gonna play zelda as a grown-up and see and i had a blast i loved it i made my own map because as you know i love to draw and yeah so i made my own physical map which and as as, a, as an educator, I mean, you may know that at, when you write stuff down and when you are physically part, participating in the thing, you gain more of an attachment mm-hmm. to, and you remember things more because you're sort of studying. Um, and so, uh, so that helped me really immerse myself in a world that's you know very small by today's standards and very flat and you know but um yeah one screen at a time one screen at a time or one screen at a time yeah yeah um but still as 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 vast a map as you're gonna see on the nes for sure and still easy to get lost today for sure yeah Yeah. exactly (laughs) and so making your own map you know it really helped me and and uh but so so there's lots of things that i enjoy but then also with the added convenience of today's internet and you know, you could just be like, oh, I don't want to bother hunting around for this thing. Tell me which square do I have to burn with the candle? Right, so right, right. Whatever. Because there's a lot of like, again, it's like these early games are meant to waste your, where occupy your time, waste your time. It's the equivalent of eating quarters, right? Um, and you're supposed <laughs> to just sit there and I cannot find the thing. So you and your brother will sit there for like all year trying to figure out how to get in the final staircase or whatever. I'm like, I don't have time for that. So 
using a hint book, using a save state emulator, whatever have you, mm -hmm. like, go nuts. Just, and I just found going through it all and, and then it really uh, gave me an appreciation for later Zelda games that I'd already played and will come yeah. to play or anything like that. And it was just such a nice thing. And you can see why it spawned the whole thing because it was yeah. just this like really, I think it's a really special little thing. It and really is. Um, and, you know, and when Miyamoto was talking about the feeling of like, oh, visiting a garden and a little world is a little like getting lost in little caves all that stuff like i'm from the country i do that stuff too building tree forts you know like getting lost in awesome. hills and stuff and so it triggers that kind of same kind of kind of um thing and the sort of simple cartoony nature of it really draws you in and you can um you don't get yeah the graphics are bad but you it as with anything sort of simple, you fill in the gaps yourself. And the yeah. more you give it, I think the more you can really get into it. And 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 because there's so little text, it's so just like, what's this? And getting lost and like, what are these things? And oh, right. they, you know, just discovery and the exploration, which is my favorite thing about the Zelda series mm -hmm. of all else is uh, it's right there. Because it's like, it doesn't tell you anything. It gives yeah. you one screen to start. And it's like, yes, famously. Yeah, yeah. Opens on a screen with no instructions. And you can go one of uh, four ways or go into a cave. And that's yeah. where, you, where where things start. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well said. Um, and, and, and all those things, like uh, we talk about laying, like all these things that are there from the beginning. It is crazy how many things from that game still remain. Like in, in some of like the core, like structural things are still in this game in 2023 after from 1986. Uh, Marta, can you name some of the the main like one of the main things I always think about? Oh, and this is more of uh, the follow up. Adventure Link, we'll talk about in a second. Is staying on a path will always keep you relatively safe, right? Mm -hmm. Things like this. Um, but the 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 fanfare that you gave right at the beginning there, Brian, is there. Um, the 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 noise uh, that the best noise in yeah. uh in zelda or the most like just like little bit of endorphins or whatever it gives you when you discover something for the first time that piece is that is even though that's not like a song yes that symbol sing, single piece of music is to zelda as the one one theme to super mario is to mario it's like that you know, the, just the mark, like mm -hmm. the, that. I feel like beyond the this is the Zelda like fanfare, which of course is like emblematic mm -hmm. of Zelda. But I think that mystery noise is yeah. Zelda. Like that yeah. is like it's always there, and it it it's you know it, even the first time you heard it, it probably sent shivers down your spine in a basement. Sounds like a dungeon. Yes, like yes. Everything's kind of weird, and it's still to this day. Each time you find something special, yeah. it gives you that, or you. Yeah. I think. We'll talk about it later, but maybe it's a little overused today. Sure, but. sure. I think you're. I think <laughs> you're. Like, oh, I know you what you're over saying. Over a log. Here you yeah, go. Yeah. Pump <laughs> <laughs> um, the brakes to your shrine. Yeah. <laughs> um, Marta, did you finish the original Legend of Zelda? And if so, when? Uh, I never played the original Legend. Of what? Zelda. But you first. But you're familiar. I'm familiar. I'm very familiar. It's 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 one of those games that's been on my list of you know, in the, in the switch, how you can get the retro right. NES yep. games and yep. it's in there. And it's like, I, I should play this it's at some point. And it'd be a lot easier fan. with those because you can kind of back up and kind of whip through it a little quicker. Right. You can yeah. kind of, you know, it, um, yeah. Uh, I, uh, I finished it. Did you ever finish the second quest, Brian? That's what I want to go through and see if everybody, how many, how many of us have finished these games? 
finished the first quest for sure. Second quest, no, I didn't. I never did either. I watch um, a lot of uh, Zelda One speedrunners. Uh, uh, really fun to watch. Um, there's a lot of glitches that that they use in terms of going from one screen to another or kind of fi fixing past. Uh, uh, fitting past little blocks and things like this um, that have been have become like well-known things to, to lose so it's a game that is still played a lot to this day um yeah uh anything else you want to add well, pretty, about pretty the impressive yeah. that they actually made a second quest they're like okay this thing is going to take you a really long ass time to get through yeah 1986 dollars yeah. and then you get a second quest where it's like great it's like the same but we switched everything around and do it all over again but you're not playing it from scratch you're, you're no. getting a somewhat new experience but you know limited to what they could pack into this little cartridge right but right again that kind of set the standard for later to being a, a post game or a, a other things to yeah do, other things I, to do and, good point you know like most games they do not bother with any of that they're like no. well nowadays there's everything's got that added value yeah yeah stuff. yeah back in the day getting that added value like you finish the game you were lucky to get an ending sequence not just right. like right. thanks <laughs> <laughs> or like ghosts and the gob ghosts and goblins it was all an illusion start oh, again start again <laughs> just terrible um yeah uh yeah i mean i've i i you talked about the sound and the music and the um famously the famicom had an extra was able to add an extra layer of of sound to it and so the music's even better on the japanese version i have the game and the game and watch version which has those versions of both that this and the uh the uh the sequel on it and boy uh you notice those uh wow, that's things. great i did actually didn't know that yeah that's yeah great. i highly recommend checking that out so what All the right. hell why did we end up with a shitty famicom like uh it's because it because <laughs> it was on the you know that the second uh famicom thing when it got into the disc system uh yes that they were able to add more to that right and, and nes never had that um yeah, so yeah, it's just an all-time classic, something that just set the stage, and so many characters that we'd see again and again and again, uh, from top to bottom, from the lowest of the little Magoblins all the way up to to our main bad guy Ganon. Impa, uh, Impa is in the first one. Like, Impa, it, of course. You know, yeah. That's the thing I remember. If you put in your name as Impa, you get a bit of a bonus at the beginning. Oh, really? And, but yeah. also, if you put in your name as Zelda, you go straight to the second quest. Right. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh man, I had that. I had that black. Uh, book uh, the nintendo players guide i would read that thing every night and a ton on on zelda in it there too uh okay but that means unless anything else we want to add to the 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 granddaddy before we go move on that i i think yeah i think that like it's an over it's a bit of an overlooked classic because it is by today's standards so primitive but, right you know everything gets everything will become so primitive and i think that there's just there's a really if you go through even if cheats and however you want to do just to like see it and like go through mm -hmm. it and like look at i mean you can watch somebody obviously but there's just so many things about it there that, that will i don't know that are just really yeah nice and, and yeah that spark joy exactly um, <laughs> i uh yeah yeah there's uh yeah i, I like the you talk about it being looking primitive and stuff, but there's like something interesting about video games that way. And that with film, we can go back, and even with music, we can go back and appreciate with film, like like something like Buster Keaton or something, where it's like the infancy of the form. But because video games require you to be involved as well, the, and there's like the, the the jank, right? The jank that comes with the jankiness that comes with old games is something that you have to take into account, right? That, uh, as things have evolved. And I, so I think that's why 
even though this is such a groundbreaking game, it is still not, not quietly as recognized as some of these other ones that are going to in these high 90s and Metacritic and stuff. But yeah, everything you say, uh, they it, it, it wouldn't have wouldn't be where we are right now if this if this hadn't come out. Um, uh, but that moves on to the, the follow up, the sequel, the, the one of the more polarizing of the uh, of the uh, Zelda series. I really like it. Zelda 2, The Adventure of Link. It's because they changed to a side-scroller and they haven't come back. Um, the music is great again. Uh, I, I It follows a lot of the same things uh, of kind of upgrading and, and they added a bit more in terms of uh, the magic side of things and how you can upgrade that and some different skills. Um, a lot of the same characters again. Uh, I... Uh, play again uh, the the Famicom version has uh, a couple other changes other than just the sound that are pretty interesting too not huge but um, I really like this game just because again I have a real nostalgia for it um, and I the same Kevin Smith we played the shit out of it in his in his thing I didn't finish it until later but I love the way it ends you you fight a shadow version of yourself um, but I know a lot of people aren't crazy about it just because it made such a change into like a standard side scroller uh scroller uh side scroller rock and roll the adventure of link marta did you ever uh play this one i did not the earliest zelda game that i played is the one that i have brought as my favorite um, mm -hmm. so to set okay. that stage okay however we'll i i am familiar with some of the the polarizing effects of the side scroller which yep. I, i'm pretty sure was just as a result of the popularity of games like Mario or yeah, Metroid yeah. Or and everything that, everything and it everything is kind of it, it is Metroidvania yeah yeah, yeah 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 sure well and we should point out that um excuse me we should uh point out that the point of order <laughs> that uh, uh Zelda one did have side scrolling elements where you go through certain right right right, right. Mm -hmm. they do bring those forward in some other games as well as right right yeah. yeah it was again very weird and you're like what what is happening why is it but it, that was another thing that added another little wrinkle you're like why this is there is this little tiny side scrolling bit and then never again you know mm -hmm. um but then yeah the second game does go to that and uh i always thought and i didn't i can't get i came into this game later but I, it looked exactly like castlevania 2 to me and um yeah which was something that i i don't enjoy castlevania that much so i was very hesitant but um but the side scrolling nature is um I think it was a really good experiment and there was a lot of rpg elements um in it like gaining xp you gain the little xp bag yep, you level yep. up and you know there was final fantasy and dragon quest slash warrior which i was really big into like again i didn't come to sell it much later but final fantasy like those kind of jrpg uh, elements that they were trying out to be like well this is popular let's do zelda with some of these elements and i I think it was a really noble effort, but I think the game's not playable. <laughs> no yeah, <laughs> yeah. See, I think it has less jank to it than than the original. Um, uh, I, I love that downward thrust. Like, if you can make that thing work, it, it can start really start to play for you. You can start to whip through things. I also watch uh, some people speed run this, so I've got you know just having that music uh, play in the background is really relaxing, and and seeing someone just kind of whip through it. Again, I think maybe even more confusing than the first one in terms of like, where do I go next here? So that it had that against it. Um, some more frustrating elements like getting stuck in the swamp and that kind of wicker, 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 and the, the, the sound effects. <laughs> but man, I, uh, yeah, I have, I, I think it's great. I wish, here's what I, here's my hot take. I wish they would do a Metroid Dread uh, kind of style of uh, a Zelda game. You know what I mean? Uh, I didn't play Metroid Dread. 
don't yeah. know what that even I, is. But you know what I well, you know, it's like it's like a side-scrolling Metroid game, but but like with new fresh uh graphics, right? If they could do something like that and to the link to the or adventure of link, I'd be I, I do love those Metroidvania style like uh, side scrolling with the map. Like uh, I, I yep. don't like I don't like original Castlevania because it was too difficult and weird or whatever. Uh, but yeah, they, yeah. but the, the mapping, side scrolling mapping, all that is very satisfying. I mean I've dead cells for like in modern times, so I love that and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh so that style of game is great. But the thing that about Zelda 2 that I think they gone wrong is that the enemies uh start coming and they don't stop coming there's no like kill all but one enemy and then you could just like explore move on it's you're being constantly harassed um i like the the overland map is it's a bit weird but like i really like the visible enemies because you know in final fantasy games uh in the early ones you did not have visible enemies right right just like i don't i like and that's not exclusive to to final fantasy either like that still kind of carries on now with rpgs and so this is a different kind where it's like visible monsters which you stay on the path you you can avoid but you're gonna you know but you can see them coming and you can run away and all this kind of stuff which so it's okay but they like you don't they just keep peppering you with bullshit and you don't get ever get a chance to yeah. like stop it but some really it's, really it's memorable reaction. yeah yeah some really memorable uh bad guys though who are just mm. so fucking frustrating uh, yeah, I, I, I recall the, the kill screen when you die is yeah ganon ganon laughing. laughing at you and like red with like the that. same with the same yeah. laugh as uh soda popinski oh, 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 oh my god you're so good uh <laughs> yeah there's things but, that are really good about Zelda. yeah sure, but i just try I, I can't i just find it like no fun Hmm, hmm. Okay. Well, see, I, like but, I said, I go, I went back to it more on my on that game and that same game and watch than I did the uh, the Zelda one more recently. Um, Metacritic. Uh, this is of the mainline games tied for the lowest at seventy three, um, which is way too low. It's got to be at least in the eighties. It's still, it's that's still, harsh. it's that's still really better than than then the i think those castlevanias i think visi- oh, yeah. visibly or visually the graphics are nicer and and it's more just feels more full and lush and does have that that little uh that kind of you know disney is? magic i was telling yeah, you about. i agree and it is it's the super mario 2 but not in the same way because i know doki doki panic etc etc it's not mario yeah, yeah. Show. but it is that like this is weird it looks different the colors are a bit off like things are a bit kind of funny looking but it is still that and it's mm-hmm. something else and um and again like being a like dungeons and dragons guy like learning s- different spells like the jump spell to jump like as opposed to like getting the hook shot like uh right. the magic the magic element which kind of comes and goes through zelda sometimes right. there's more or less of it but that being like he's like a oh he's a fighter magic user and he can do yeah, both yeah. And, he, and you get these spells you he's and, part paladin yeah uh <laughs> <laughs> but also that game had the towns there was npcs there was it was populous right. there was who was, could every, forget i am error <laughs> yeah, uh, Rauru uh, town, all this kind, of, but the names of stuff mm-hmm. and uh, oh, but going back to Zelda one, all the people were inside of caves. It was very apocalyptic and it was very right. like, where is everybody? It's like they're all hiding because the monsters are everywhere and it's yeah. So that added like an element of like um, implied danger, and then Zelda two was like just dangerous. But these towns with the people walking by and the lady with the thing on her head and everything, mm-hmm. like it felt you would that was your respite. You're like, oh, I'm in the town, finally I can like relax. The music's like cool. There's people here. It uh, it in a game like Zelda is often so like lonely and so just you against 
the world of elements and monsters, like having these towns is always like a, a real thing. And Zelda one had no towns. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. I love the music in those towns uh, too. So chill, so relaxing. Um, yeah. Uh, but so adventure, like that's the last one for the NES and then comes the super Nintendo and oh my goodness, a link to the past. Um, this uh so okay so legend of zelda sold 6.5 adventure link sold 4.3 this sold 7.43 million copies uh i get like still their metacritic's like 95 still to this day so that tells you how much of a leap forward this was um i think in general and i know i've talked with you about this brian and maybe agree marta um the 16-bit games have aged so much better than the 8-bit games and that's not yes. um that's not just because they look better i think there's just uh, everybody was kind of starting to figure out the form a bit more and what they could do like the zelda the legend of zelda was uh, as you said brian the first a rarity that someone would have that much thought put into a, an 8-bit cartridge right um this was just taking the 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 console to its limit uh, visibly visually again uh graphics are so good it looks so great the colors are wonderful the sound is so good the music is so great and the story is incredible um it's start and and it's way more dense um it's confusing because they're always confusing they have to be confusing yeah you gotta solve um uh, puzzles here right um and I remember when I first played it, when I was maybe I was a little too young when I first played it because it was too confusing. And I got once you start getting into the mirror and thinking going back and forth, things start getting really like, where am I? What do I have done? What do I need to go back and do? Um, and that's part of it. But oh, all in all, this is um, like it, the Super Nintendo, like will often have its like when they're listing their top three, this is never not there. Right. I would put it with like it's either this or Mario World or Super Metroid or just kind of widely recognized as like the best that 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 console had to offer. If I'm missing something, you guys could let me know. Maybe Mario Kart. Mario Kart is a, a lot. Like... Of, uh, yeah. A lot of people probably say Final Fantasy VI. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I mean, yeah. Look, yeah. Look, it was a it, we, it was a great time. Uh, there was the whole NES era that got people hooked on it. And then they put out Super Nintendo. I remember my friend, my friend's dad was like, he couldn't wrap his head around why Nintendo would put out like a competing system. He's like, they're shooting themselves in the foot. I don't know. This is like a car salesman from, you know, 1991. Yes. He's like, he's like, why would they put out this? They're shooting themselves in the foot because he couldn't understand that there's yeah. a leap in, uh, like a huge leap in technology. Yeah, and the right. difference wasn't just like, uh, I don't know, it wasn't just like the next year car. It was like, right, yeah, right. we had cars, but now we have cars that can go underwater or something. Right, like right, right. Like, it was, I don't know, the leap was unreal. You're not going to top the Cutlass Supreme, my friend. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Doesn't get any better than this. It's got fins. Um, fins, but doesn't go underwater. They fucked up. Yeah, yeah big mistake. <laughs> uh, but uh, the, the Super Nintendo one, yeah, as you say, it was, it, it, to me, it went back to the original Zelda number one and made everything about it right better. they go back to the yeah. overhead uh, yeah. view and uh again the... all the same exact same tools basically like mm -hmm. plays the same we're not is... we're not individual screens so much anymore though like where it's not one block so it starts to blend in from one screen to the next and just section to the next when the, you'll move where it'll feel like you've moved on to a new screen for sure um, 
Yeah. yeah. So they're able the to castle, upgrade. You go inside the castle oh, and man. everything. That opening music and All when you're dungeons. stuck underground, it starts off oh. super spooky. Man, that's yeah, Zelda is spooky as is. fuck. It and is. it's only it's getting, getting more and more yeah. spooky. Oh, yeah. oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. They're not, it's not, it's spooky. Look, it's, um, you're going into castles and dungeons and caves and stuff, and there's monsters. Should be spooky. Should be and, spooky. like, Mario is scary, like, lots of, but Mario's enemies are like so if it's disney mario is mickey mouse and his enemies are like you know peg like pete it's like oh yeah like bowser's not like he's his stuff is like it's dangerous or whatever you're like i'm not physically afraid of bowser or like there's a few things in mario you might be physically afraid of i guess but it's pretty gentle right it's very <laughs> yeah. round edges yeah, so like, it like gives you the feeling like oh yeah this is another like look at the little cute guy in his story but it's like well even in their more primitive graphics days, there's still stuff that's really messed up, or the right. or the or the behavior of the different enemies, or, right. or what have you. I um, love, yeah. I wanted to say danger. quickly, I love the artwork that we'd see in the guides in those early ones too. Do you have any idea who's responsible for that off the top of your head, Brian? Yes. Or um, uh, the name's escaping me. It um, looks like it's from an anime that's existing, and we just got like a couple clips from it, right, or pictures yeah, from it. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll find it later. I know. Exactly yeah. So well, good. actually, there's some of that. Are, I think some of it is like, uh, especially when it appeared in Nintendo Power, it was kind of not credited. But you know, the scholars will be like, no, it's clearly that guy. Hmm. Um, but I, I yeah, cannot, whatever. I if we find it, right we now. find it. But um, but yeah, shout out to that guy. <laughs> no, and those things, the instruction manuals again. Oh, again, going back to the old cartridges in the olden days of physical media and stuff, the instruction manuals was all you had to go on that give you part of a map and like give you a little bit of like, here's some enemies you might see, and that's the lore. Yeah. And in, in, when in a game where there's so little, you know, space on the cartridge for data or text or anything, and it all has to be translated as well. There's not a lot of room for lore. Like nowadays, we have a whole encyclopedia and like right, right, and, and fan fiction and, totally. and uh, what is the wiki? What is the Wikipedia for like? It's got to be something for Zelda. There's got to be a name for it. Uh, anyways, if if they haven't come up with one, I bet you we can come up with a good one. I, by the well, end. there's probably several. Yeah, yeah it's probably yeah. like Hyrulepedia. Yeah, 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 we can do better than that. No, we can do better than that, guys. Come Link on, Linkypedia. No, come on, yeah, Linkypedia. Keep it in the back of your head. Keep it in the back of your mind. We'll get there. We'll find something really good. Um. Yeah, but uh, so this so is 7.43 million copies. Um, it's huge. It was um, just really took things to like, wow, um, levels in terms of what we could do at that time as well. Again, pushing the medium forward, but also a, a crazy great story and has that that fucking magic, man, um, that you just don't get anywhere else. Marta, how familiar are you with A Link to the Past? I'm a little bit familiar. So the Super Nintendo in general is a blind spot for me. We never had one. I think my parents saw the replay value and the sturdiness of the NES. Because that thing, my mom still mm -hmm. has our NES, which I think she and my dad got in probably like 1987. Right. Uh, and it's still, it's a little little chug sometimes, but it still functions. And Bad. I think that they were like, like they had me, then they have my brother. And we're like, we've got two kids now. We're not going to spend more money on video game consoles. So I don't have as much nostalgia for 16-bit games as I do 8-bit games, mm -hmm. um, just because the NES was the one I had for years until yep. in the like mid-90s, my parents broke and got a Sega Genesis. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, and that's the thing, too. Like, uh, my brother and I had a Sega Genesis. We didn't have yeah. a, a, a... Oh, really? 
like I had like, no Sega. We were Nintendo yeah. for life, I guess, in our yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Much later, my brother got a PlayStation One. I think that was the first non-Nintendo we, besides yeah. Coleco. We don't talk to him anymore. <laughs> yeah. Well, we we were we were a PlayStation One family too. The kids across the street from us growing up, they had an N sixty four. Mm-hmm. We had a PlayStation One, oh. and then we would just go to each other's houses to play games. They were allowed to play violent games like Mortal Kombat, so we spent mm. more time over there. Yeah, which uh, if you had the Sega Genesis one had blood, not sweat and grease. Sweat, exactly, exactly yeah. whatever yeah. that was hilarious. Um, yeah, so yeah, this widely considered still to this day, uh, uh super important and super very uh, really good game. Uh, doesn't have the jank that uh, Legend of Zelda has um it's still you know 1991 so it's not perfect in terms of that stuff but boy just like dotting the i's and crossing the t's and really the, um, the monster designs and stuff like the everything about it is just immaculate it's and in the in the six eight and 16th era stuff was cute when it was because it it couldn't be realistic so it was cartoony which is my bread and butter yeah and then when they are like we're making the ultimate cartoony thing and we're putting so much polish on this and it just everything all even the you know the rats and the bats and like it, sorry the keys and the whatever they call rats the, yep i can't call <laughs> things by their names all the time i know yeah. i have been but, uh, i've been calling them lizardos for a while those lizards i can't remember what they're <laughs> lizalfos lizalfos lizzies um from uh rampage uh yeah, yeah. but uh no, just everything about it is just so much polish on that. And that game, again, I never owned. I borrowed it off somebody and had to give it back before I could finish it at, at, when it was like that era. Yeah. And I may have been able to rent it at some point, but I played it only sparsely when it was new. We had the Super Nintendo basically day one, but again, we didn't get Zelda for whatever reason. I just, why? I don't understand. We had UN Squadron and fucking, I got Mario Paint, but like, mm-hmm. like again, like alternate universe. We had the mouse. We got the yes. mouse. Didn't, didn't get the super scope. Got the mouse. No. Um, <laughs> but uh, that will come up later. Uh, mm. then, um, but uh, so again, I, I never really got a fully chance to. It was always, again, extra mysterious by virtue of me not owning it, only getting to play it in sport bursts or seeing it at someone's house. And then much later, uh, coming to it on emulators and stuff. But you know, I don't know that I ever even finished that game. Mm-hmm. And as you say, you, you kind of get to the mirror world. And that's the first game with the like, mirror world right, like right. thing and it, and, and it and it becomes like oh my god like this is much bigger than i thought yeah you, have yeah. To like, you know which is a common thing in Zelda. yeah, like, yeah. Oh, kind of the first time i take a step back here i hadn't thought about that that's kind of the first time they kind of doubled up on a map right like yeah, use the same terrain quest, but, but right right more yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah interesting yeah i mean i did finish it um this probably again on the switch uh for the first time when it had this thing but i did uh i did cheat quite a bit i did use a lot of uh kind of zip because i just wanted to get to it because i played a lot of it when i was a kid and got stuck on the day and i just i want to get to the end here you know what i mean I that's you know that yeah, is i think it's it's a valid way to play yeah. games no matter especially if you want to yeah yeah you want to accomplish i want to i want to see this right i want to live through this i can see what it is right i want to move know, on to some, another thing some people just want to build the lego with the instructions and look at the Lego model and be done. Other people yeah. are like, I need to build a, a monster with this, or you know, whatever. I need yeah, to yeah. mash this up, or I need to take it apart. And right. uh, that's something that later Zelda is like. You can really kind of play with stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. Than yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that is a huge success. Um, and this is followed up by uh, the, the the game that Mart is here and excited to to, to talk about most. 
uh, Link's Awakening, which came out in 1993 for the Game Boy originally, and then Game Boy Color, a, a DX version. Mm -hmm. um, and again, we're uh, really well received. Uh, it's Game Boy, so it um, has to be smaller in nature. Uh, we got an 87 here from Metacritic. I think that's a little low, but 9.91 uh, up to this point, the highest highest selling uh, uh, Zelda game. Um, I think part of that is because it had a couple reissues, but um, yes. also because it, it's 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 rad. It's awesome. It's great. I have also this is uh, so here we go with these first four. I finished all four of these uh, so far. I'm on a I'm on a, a hot streak here, and I, I assume <laughs> Marta, if you love it as much as you do, then you must have finished it as well. Go off on. I have. It's awakening. Yeah, so Link's Awakening, uh, you mentioned there were two re reissues. The version that I played for the first time was the 1998 reissue uh, DX, yeah. which was packaged with the brand new Game Boy Color. Mm -hmm. And it was touted as one of the first games that was using the Game Boy Color. It, was a, it had a Game Boy Color exclusive dungeon, um, which was where you, you went into a room and there were two knights and they said, talk to the one or like, it was, it was like something like the one of us is wearing blue one of us is wearing red pick out which one is wearing red and then you'll get access to the dungeon which in early internet we could have googled it but my brother happened to get a game boy color for his birthday one year and that was the game that came with it so we were able to check that fascinating out. um <laughs> yeah this one was my so i i had played um like i said we were playstation kids we we played you know crash bandicoot and all of those games this was my first, I'd, I'd been exposed to Zelda from seeing the kids that I grew up with across the street playing Ocarina of Time when it came out, because that game just had a, a a grip on kids in the 90s, like nothing mm -hmm. I'd ever seen. Um, and we were Pokemon kids before that, so it was, it was exciting to have something that wasn't Pokemon. We were sort of aging a bit out of Pokemon. It felt like a bit of a little kid thing, and I wanted something fun and adventure-y, uh, and that's where Link's Awakening came in. And the thing that really grabbed me about this game was just how weird yep. it is. It's yep. super bizarre, yep. super bizarre. So you mentioned earlier um, Takashi Tezuka. The one thing I know about Takashi Tezuka is that he's a big Twin Peaks fan. Yeah, right. And that's um, a big influence he, on this. Yeah, It's a huge influence. He actually got Mark Frost, the co-creator of Twin Peaks, as a consultant uh, on this game. Yeah. Um, it was the first time I had played a video game that had a weird twist at the end, yeah, which uh, I think it's okay to spoil it's about, a game. I'd say it's about, yeah, it's it's about, I want to say like four fifths through the game that you kind of figure it out what you, is you about to. You start to figure it out because yeah, things yeah, get yeah. weirder and weirder as time goes on. Yeah. And eventually it's like, no, you, oh it's my a God. dream, but oh it's my not God. your dream. It's yeah. someone else's dream. Yeah. Um, and when you complete your quest, the world ceases to exist. It just goes, it goes away. It's and so it's, heartbreaking. It's so it is, yeah, because you spend this whole game getting to know these people in mm -hmm. this town. You get to know like Marin and Taryn and and yeah. all of these you know great colorful characters, and you work so hard trying to awaken this windfish that's, that's on this, this island. Yeah, there's an island whale. with a giant egg. Oh, yeah. and, egg and you have yeah. to collect the like mountain. The image of that. Oh my god. So so yeah, exactly. Wild. I have that burned into yeah. my brain. Yeah, yeah. And you have to collect throughout the dungeons you collect musical instruments yeah and each one of those instruments is going to contribute to the orchestra that will play the ballad of the windfish which will awaken the fish and subsequently and because when the fish wakes up it's it's, it's the fish's dream yeah so everything's gone everything's Everything gone including floating including the closest thing that link has had to a legit uh, love interest 
Or at least one that's like shown, like you play through. That isn't just sort of like, oh, this happened to you one time. You're like, okay. But like, yeah, like like getting to know the characters like that. I think this is the first Zelda that has this these kind of characters. Like even the Super Nintendo one, there's more characters and people in the town. But I, I don't think you even with Zelda or the you know the the Sage or anything like this, you you don't get an attachment to the characters because they don't. I don't know. Up until this right. game, I don't think you like go through anything yeah. with them. Per se. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know error from a can of paint. You know. <laughs> yeah. Whereas this game, you have to know the characters because you'll get told there's mm-hmm. there's a there's a side quest where you have to trade. You're basically trading up items for different items to get what you need. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of runs as a through line throughout the whole game. And you're getting told like, hey, go talk to this guy. Yeah. And they don't tell you where he is. They just tell you who he is. You're all you kind of getting to know each out. other. Yeah. yeah everyone's got their needs. Running quests. Yeah. There's, there's a lady who's got the, the Bow Wow from Mario. Right. That's and as a pet. And Wart, you have to get a Wart is in the game. Yeah. You have to get a bow for the, for the Bow Wow, which is right. very cute. And you get to oh, like man. take it for a walk and it'll eat things for you. Um, yeah, that game just grabbed me so hard. Um, I remember specifically playing it on the school bus with a friend of mine, uh, Danny Gallegos, who I have not talked to in years. Danny, I hope you're doing well. Um, and he big fan of the show. Yeah, big fan. We, he's got to be. And he had a Game Boy camera, which and and the printer, which at the time was I? like, as do I. Whoa! Yeah. It was it was crazy that he had this. And there was in Link's Awakening, there was a mini game with there's a there's like a mouse who's a photographer who you could meet and right. you can actually take pictures. I've with seen like this. Yeah. Stickers. I kind of yeah, want to play through that version now because so I cool. as I own a Game Boy printer famously. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. You probably could use it. Yeah. And yeah. you would like take take pictures with this camera that was like it was worse than potato quality. It was, <laughs> yes. it yes. was a potato that was still underground. It was yeah. like fax, fax machine paper, wasn't it? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Yeah, like the heat transfer paper, but it was it was such a novelty of like, oh my god, this game has got so much new technology in it, <laughs> and it was so exciting. Um, yeah, that that game has stuck with me probably throughout my life as yeah. one of my favorite games ever. Yeah, uh, they had the remake that happened for the Switch. So pretty, so pretty. Yeah, was, that's, I that's where I, I got through the game. Yeah, yeah me yeah. too. It's the only time I've ever finished it was that version. Yeah. Yeah, and it was a spot-on remake. Like, mm-hmm. it was so well done. They updated everything, but they kept things the same. The music was beautifully done. Um, it was actually, I had a very nice nostalgia moment because my I have two nieces who are seven and nine, or sorry, six and nine. Um, Your niece is seven of nine from Star Trek? <laughs> yeah, my niece is seven of nine, yeah, exactly. Cool. She's She got out of the collective, and she's she's so... She's turning 10 soon. She's becoming seven of 10 this summer. So it's very exciting for her. Um, but, but they, they're, you know, their parents are not video game people. Whereas my husband, Mike and I, we are big video game people these days. Mm-hmm. So whenever they come over, it's, can we play the switch? Auntie Marta, can we play the switch? Of course. Um, and the first game that we had on the switch that they were really interested in playing was Link's Awakening. So I actually got to introduce my nieces to the game that was my first Zelda game mm. as their first Zelda game, which is ah, very awesome. like beautiful yeah, little yeah, yeah. full circle moment. For oh me. yeah. yeah. And it's and they, so kid friendly. They, they love it. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's kid friendly. They, they will, 
run because they're they're not video game kids they're not as familiar with controls and everything they'll kind of run around a little bit the second that they see an enemy on the screen they just shove the controller at me in a panic like get your heart please we're gonna die like you've got like seven hearts you're yes, fine yes, okay, yes. okay no i'll do it i'll do it press b <laughs> yeah you just press the b button i don't know where b is <laughs> you're never gonna learn it you don't get into you gotta get into yeah. trouble it's rule number one in Zelda. go get into trouble yeah yeah exactly yeah, no they they they're no trouble well, maybe the younger one but the old, my older niece is like no trouble she wants yeah. perfect she wants to be healed all the time the uh, second she gets loses a half a heart we have to talk to the fairy we have to go find the great fairy. yes 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 <laughs> yeah hilarious yeah. um yeah yeah so just like this is really an outlier uh, in the mm-hmm. series uh in the mainland series because it's not attached to any of the other storylines doesn't have ganon in it doesn't have all these other things but it's such a cool separate story yeah. um, that just kind of goes off and does its own thing in the in all those cool ways you talked about there. Um, yeah, I have a, a it's a four for four. Uh, I, I love all of, all four of these first games. I have a real I have a real yeah. attachment to. But then yeah, we get you were to talking. Yeah, sorry, I want to just have one more quick thing to add, mm-hmm. uh, Brian. You were talking earlier about the the theme music for the first Zelda and how that's the thing that pops into your head. For me, it's the opening music for Link's Awakening, which is nothing to do with the main Zelda theme. It's like there's a little cut scene where you're floating out at sea and there's a big storm. That is the music when I think of Zelda. That's the first thing. They're like, dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Oh, man. It's so dangerous sounding. And yeah. I played that on original Game Boy. Uh, I had the original Game Boy, but I didn't have that game. I borrowed it from a friend. And again, one of those situations where you have it for a limited amount of time and you only get so far and then you get it back or whatever and even with game boy even less likely to rent or whatever so it just wasn't a game that i owned um and when i played it being somewhat familiar with zelda but again never owning even up to that point never owning a zelda game so i'm playing this other zelda game and it's so different that i was like what is this and i was really actually bummed out by it because it had and i've come full circle this is what at the time i was like there's mario stuff in the zelda game yeah. that's, that's dumb what are you doing you're yeah. breaking my like lore my worldview or my mm-hmm. like want of this sort of like i want mm, serious fantasy and no jokes you know yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, but or, i don't know if that's what i wanted but it, it was off-putting to me it felt wrong to have peanut butter and the chocolate at that time or whatever but now of course i think it's the greatest and yeah and uh but there were things about it that were so it was like zelda but it wasn't it just felt off and um later with the sort of capcom games i have the same kind of feeling where like this feels off hmm. uh but the but i but playing it again with fresh eyes playing playing the uh the remake on switch was beautifully done it was just it's just gorgeous i loved mm-hmm. it um and, and and reading all about it hearing about the twin peace connection hearing about like what they were going for and i was like oh i understand oh yeah, yeah. Plus, yeah. this was like being made off on the side of their desks while other shit was going on i know they, i know it yeah. was a side project they're like yeah keep going with that and like well let's yeah. make him jump and let's i don't that's know that's great man and the feather the jumping feather which later yeah the jumping in, like, feather and... uh mario and and mario kart it like just, right yeah, it's just Hilarious. weird stuff it felt yeah. wrong but now i'm like no this is the best and it is to me the truest uh sequel to the original zelda like it it, it is like does everything the original zelda does and adds those characters adds the heart adds the story with like again very little to work with mm-hmm. but it, it but doing things just right um but what i will say about that game is it is 
um, maybe one of the more linear ones where you have to kind of do everything in order. Right. Yeah. There is there isn't a lot of exploring, getting lost, yeah. getting because it is it is trouble. more modest in terms of scope, and part of that mm. has to do with the fact that it was on the Game Boy. But also, um, if you're going to do something that's a little more modest, it should be an offshoot uh from the from the mainline games yeah. i thought so yeah, yeah and, and i i appreciated that it was so modest compared to some of the other games because by the time i played it i yeah we had a playstation at that point so we had played a lot of larger scale games mm -hmm. um i i should add some very important context to my environment when i was playing this game um so like i mentioned my brother had the game boy color it was a birthday gift he got or something um and i really wanted to play this game on the game boy color but it was his uh, he was very willing to share it, but we were at a point where we wanted to, we both would want to play it at different times. Sometimes we would want to play it in the living room. Sometimes we wanted to have a bit of privacy and play it. So my mom's kind of middle ground solution was, okay, you guys can both play the Game Boy, but we're going to keep it in your bathroom. So the Game Boy Color permanently lived in the bathroom that my brother and I shared in the house that we had. Covered in fecal right. matter. Covered in fecal probably, matter. We were old enough to keep it clean. Yes. Um, and there would be times when, like, we didn't have to go to the bathroom and one of us would just be in there like, sitting on the toilet with the lid closed playing, playing Game Boy. problem. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, I'm pretty sure that I have IBS now because I spent so much time just like, well, I'm going to the bathroom. Oh, now I'm just gonna stay here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, well, place to I be. Mean, that's you, where you guys are talking about cleanliness, as though like people in the world don't never wash their phones. Like, yeah, and take them everywhere or have right, right. No kidding. Yeah. Yeah. my yeah, phone yeah. is probably Anyways. disgusting. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, all of our phones are just giant look, germ farms. It's like uh, we don't go and eat dirt anymore, like babies. We take our phones places. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. We, we eliminate that's the middle. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. all right so that wraps uh, up uh yeah the, this early oh, but again <laughs> as you say as you say like the closest thing to a love story in a zelda game which is like it's very thus far until... chased um yeah but but it but it's because it's because it's like an imaginary offshoot in the disappearing world it's the most devastating story mm -hmm. thing mm -hmm. that ever happens in any it really zelda is heartbreaking game. it really is heartbreaking they that character Marin never shows up again in any yeah. of the mainline games she shows up in I guess Hyrule Warriors, but that doesn't count. She's going to uh, be mayor of New Donk Zelda City. <laughs> yes. I, I think that she is. I read somewhere that she's her her and her dad Taryn are based on the I don't know which game, but they live on Lon Lon Ranch, and it's like Mollen and Tallin. And ah. I think the idea is that it's it's links like the dream memory right of, of them. Right. So he's kind of got a secret thing names. for for Mon Mon or for whatever. Mollen, yeah. Mollen. But yeah. the the way that the Zelda series, uh, you can say that they recycle, rehash, reuse, or whatever. But that's how you build lore in a time before big games or anything like that. Like keeping these through lines, having similar characters or echoes back and forth. Like in the newest games, like everything's named after something from another game yeah, or whatever. Yeah, it's yeah. just, it's keeping this- And we'll get to that and, and yeah. like the reasons for that and kind of like the way they're kind of paying off uh, maybe timelines or whatever, but God, we got to keep moving guys. Because oh, yeah. uh, uh, we move on to the N64. Um, uh, Brian and I have both said, not our favorite console. I, you know, uh, I never owned it. I pretty much yeah. was not playing video games during that era. Yeah, uh, yeah. Me, not, just, me neither. I didn't. Yeah, same thing. I've gone back. Guys. 
I've gone back. I finished Super Mario 64 out of spite. Because you want to talk <laughs> about like fucking janky controllers. That camera yeah. is so yeah, no thanks. Yeah, no, Not only did I finish it, I 100 percented it. I went oh, up and shit. I shook, I shook Yoshi's hand and I spit in his face. <laughs> because I was just so happy to get there. Um I, I don't know what it was. I, I know people just adore that game, but I, I it just look for it. Just like I, I get a, 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 a get shivers thinking about playing it. And similar to this, like you were talking about, people love love Ocarina of Time. Ocarina of Time. At this point, for, at this point, it is still the second uh, highest selling Zelda game at fourteen million. It will be surpassed by Tears of the Kingdom within the yeah. next couple months. Here. Um, 99% on Metacritic for uh, for the N64. The GameCube version, they dropped it down to 91, the 3DS and 94. Um, so this is a game I've put in a lot of hours and I've just got so frustrated that I end up uh, calling it a day. I've never finished this. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, I know people like adore it. People see this as like, and we're going to talk, as we're talking about timelines and things being named after, this is where what was forever a like fan based kind of chrono chronology has now kind of been accepted as the um like it's it, famously the end of this story forks off into three possible uh futures right uh at least that was the fan based idea but now a lot of people have confirmed this and then it kind of does the game itself have multiple endings uh no but but it talks about how there's either that or well the idea is you win as a child you win as grown link or 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 ganon wins and these are the three different mm -hmm. scenarios afterwards and because it involves time that's why they're able to create these different universes or as far as i know um like i said i got to like i've put in gosh maybe 20 <laughs> hours into it and i got past the first big thing and it just starts to get at this day and age like i know that some people just love this game i have such a fun cody rhodes quoted it in a in a uh in a promo once um one of the famous <laughs> lines from it because people it how it holds a deep uh, uh people yeah. have a deep affection for this game yeah. but i've never been able to make that leap marta you said mm -hmm. that all your friends uh, at that time were, were were way into it did you ever yeah. get this with oracle of time um, not at the time because we didn't have an N64. I did play it as an adult because I am married to a former N64 kid. Mike, okay. Mike is he, like, we have a drawer in our coffee table full of N64 games that his dad, when he was a kid, went through with the label maker and labeled mm -hmm. the top with the name of the game. So you can oh. just kind of like, this is what I want, which is great. Love it. Um, but yeah, so I played it as an adult. I never beat it um, because I also started getting frustrated. And also it was really annoying to like lug out this old console, plug it into the TV with the like AV ports. And like, it was, it was just too, too much of a hassle. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, that, yeah, that game doesn't have as much nostalgia for me as I It's too it bad. I was really else. hoping one yeah. of us would have had uh, something uh, yeah. with it. So we could really try it as yeah. you say, like. I even recently before I got a switch and um, I didn't have a Wii U anyway, this is going rewinding or whatever, but I have a GameCube from back in the day. I still have, I still love GameCube. Uh, it's not even my main deal or whatever, but I just, there's the things I like about, but I recently in anticipation of all the news and everything like that, I bought the collector's edition disc for GameCube that contains all right. the original. Zelda yeah, games. yeah. And yeah. I was like, okay, I don't have an N64, never did. I'm not going to get one. I'm like, well, I have the GameCube. I like the GameCube. Well, why don't I play the one they put out for GameCube? I got the disc used. I tried, and this is my multiple, multiple time trying to play Ocarina of Time. To me, 
and like I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. N64 sucks shit. Hmm. It's bad in every way. I hate it. I never owned it. I was maybe like just too old at the time or whatever thing. I I think it is the black spot on Nintendo's Interesting. like hmm. legacy of everything they've done. I'm like that thing sucks, and I never want to play it. I think it's more dumb. more than Wii U. Oh, absolutely. Wii U, Wii U has nice. some really good games. Wii U yeah, that's, really true. Nice. that's true. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, look, there's marketing things and there's wrong time, wrong place. But I think the jump to 3D was not ready for prime time. It's dingy. It's not colorful. It's not cute. Everything is very janky. The controls are weird. They're overstepping. They're shooting too high for what the capabilities truly are. They should have been aiming for something less ambitious maybe i don't know the textures everything to me looks dingy and dirty and gross everything's hideous it's not fun yes it's too difficult it's not charming uh, everything about not, it is annoying. the music is awesome the music yes. is awesome it's yes. like uh, this Absolutely. is when the music takes a next level step yeah with the instinct, but that has to, that has to do with the the tech the uh, and, yep. yeah yeah yep. and everything effects, sound design and music yeah. is always top notch hey, listen. <laughs> yeah but, no and yeah. for the time absolutely like no it is good but i just find the game like even more impenetrable than zelda 2 the adventure of like, where uh, I'm just, like this is not even i don't this is fun or just not to my taste but that's how i feel yeah. about almost anything on n64 yeah. that i've ever seen back in the day then so, and even today just yeah so they put out a 3ds version of this and majora's mask that i'd be a little more curious about to try mm -hmm. um but i wonder how much they're able to kind of mop up or mop up the stuff that that i found frustrating or that we have found frustrating um i just want to finish it because i know this story is supposed to be like the biggest thing right and i yeah. could go and watch it but this is what i was talking about with uh my wife uh just recently after finishing tears of the kingdom and uh and getting to this big finish is it, there's something different with the the medium of video game with the emotional attachment you feel when you do it you know what i mean and it's just it's such a chore so it's a shame because i know people love this game and see it really as the kind of the heart of the series uh, and what, what was to come um yeah anything else you guys want to add about ocarina of the i just really want to like it same I really wish mm -hmm. they would remake it in a way that wasn't so disgusting but maybe yeah. one day but I, I, you know it to me it's the era of it's the same era as final fantasy 7 which is another everyone holds up as d1 and to me it's like this guys you are fooling yourself like <laughs> but also know? insanely yeah. great music insanely well, great music yeah yeah and again like coming from final fantasy 6 again like but also that's just good. like extra beefy that's like that's a whole other ballpark that's yeah, just yeah. like such but, a yeah, massive jump, fucking game for sure but, but <laughs> yeah. i mean the jump of technology was so ambitious in that era of 3d and we're gonna like we have CD i think or like all uh, this ps1 stuff. i think ps1 graphics are way better than n64 graphics Absolutely. or at least yeah, they had yeah. people who knew how to use it better um uh than yeah yeah, I, I've always said it. I said it before. N sixty four looks like the money for nothing video with uh, Dire Straits. <laughs> oh yeah, on. and not even in a charming way because like no. I like Star Fox. I like stuff yeah. that's intentionally mm. um, simple or just like it's not that it's just to me like it missed the mark. They look like cursed dolls with dead eyes. Like nothing uh -huh. is very nice. Like it's just yeah. I mean, and I think way, they can the like Skull Kid can be kind of scary or the like zombie right, kind of things right. can be the monsters can be 
extra scary because it's so hideous but right like, and maybe uh, that's maybe that's what kind of works to the advantage if if i spend time ever on majora's mass but it's the same sort of thing where i barely started it again this comes out this comes out two years later uses the same engine same uh land uh sells less than half of the same amount uh we got night still high on metacritic a lot of people love this one this is kind of the uh link's awakening of the n64 because it's kind of its separate thing and it has its own kind of gimmick mm-hmm. where you just kind of have to live through these three days yeah. or something which and sounds weird it sounds really interesting and, and I, I love that weird uh, ghost story that spawned from it david died do you guys know this yeah story? oh so yeah weird. The, 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 the like very early creepy pasta yeah 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 yeah, yeah. um david, david jr uh, yes uh, david died or something uh, yeah. tingles Yes. Junior, the white, the white tingle. Yeah. The white, anyway, anyway. I can't remember. That was so weird. That's my main thing that I have. But I have like very. I I barely played Majora's Mask, uh, if at all. You guys, anything? Never touched it. Yeah, I like you said, I I, I, know, yeah. I know the yeah. Man, again, like I know it has a has this. Uh, I want to the moon looking coming looking. I know the looks moon looks so petrified. Yeah, and has become a great meme uh, still just, to this like, day. Make that, but make it night. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> right, or something. Right, I'd love to. I'd love to go for it, but it, yeah, it's the same sort of thing. All right, and that takes us to they came out with two Game Boy color, two more Game Boy color games. Um, Oracle of Seasons and Oracle of Ages. It's two thousand and one. Between the two of them, they sold about four million. Uh, I don't have a Metacritic here, but I got some ratings <clears throat> rankings from elsewhere of a ninety-one and a ninety-two. Ninety-one for Seasons, I guess. Ages is a little ahead of ninety-two. Uh uh oracle of seasons i i sent you guys me finishing it on twitch uh recently is the mm-hmm. last the last zelda game i had finished before tears of the kingdom because i had gone back and i as you guys know i i mod game boys and i i it's so fun and i and i i have been playing a lot of the old game boy color and game boy advance games uh and oracle of seasons is a delight it is an absolute delight it is like i don't know if you guys have played either one of these Nope. No. Yeah. No. Not many people have. Like yeah, again, this is a little lower on in terms of sales. Um, I mean, uh, what year did they come out again? Two thousand one. And they were from Game Boy Color. Game Boy Color. Yeah. And what? And the they look man? better. They look better Game Boy Color wise than Link's Awakening was because Link's yeah. Awakening was a conversion was like from yeah. right, yeah. right. And so, in the lifespan of the Game Boy before it turns into Game Boy Advance, one of the final Game Boy like color uh, i think would be the yeah these seasons color, and ages yeah. yeah yeah i think uh, at this point i was already on game boy advance and, yeah uh, or i don't know i, I, kinda, I know I and maybe that's them. why they're kind of just forgotten but they're but they're great uh, or at least like i pl- i finished uh, like i said i finished seasons yeah. and i i started ages uh, i'm sure i'll go back to it but now but the thing is if you finish one then you start the other one and you can go into that with your whatever you've done in the, the one before and so if you finish oh. both of them apparently it opens up a whole other thing oh, uh, yeah yeah so that's really rad and that's creative and that's still something i want to go back and do it's not it, it's kind of it really is like um Link's Awakening, but taking it and making it more mainline and uh, within the, uh, you know, you got lots of uh, uh, on the on the seasons ones, you got lots of rail cars and stuff like that, that kind of uh, trope that comes up. Um, uh, super fun. I, I don't know what else to say about it. like, again, memorable music. It's uh, you'll notice at the end boss, you, you go back to side scrolling again, and that happens um every now and again too so they kind of mess with that more than you would see it with a link to the past or the old uh legend of zelda 
Um, I, I recommend them. I, I totally do. So, They're... do. They feel like a sequel to Link's Awakening. Like you play Link's Awakening, we jump into the YouTube, be like you're right at home, or is it um, something else? It, it's a, it's more of a sequel to I think somewhere between a Link to the Past and like I said, it it, it feels like the the controls are very much Link Link's Awakening, uh, and the visual is very much that. Um, but it's uh, it's their own self contained thing, man. They got your own new bad guys who you think you got one at the end. They're like, hey, I, I finished it, but then there's two watching from the other game. Like, oh, you think oh. your trouble, your trouble has just begun. Like, it's really, really cool. I'm really, uh, That's I, and, I, and I'm interested to see. Like, I'm sure I will go back at some point and play Ages when, uh, you know, I, <laughs> you know, it's kind of like we all buy these dvds and, or blu-rays or books or whatever they just sit on the thing right now with roms it's even worse right i'll just download a shitload yeah and, i mean no i mean uh, i will have friends who donate You'll them to me purchase yeah, yeah. I'll find the them. Legally. yes purchase the game yes. first yes but yes the beauty of physical media is that you have the thing laying in front of you and you can put it on your coffee table yeah in the same way i think if you had uh i mean even today the switch or any portable the portable system itself can be sitting out to then and yeah. you but when it's like on a computer or you have to like go through many, many menus and choose, but if you have a cartridge that you put into a thing, mm-hmm. like that is to me, and maybe that's just the era we're from or whatever. Um, I really like that Switch still has that. I'm not buying the cartridges that much, but like even still. Yeah, yeah there's but, a couple. Uh, I mean, I really wanted to buy the cartridge of the newest one, but I just couldn't wait. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I had to go. Yeah. Uh, Oh, but so these two, um, it's, is it, it's, it's, is it, does it feel like releasing two Pokemon games and trying to like, no, they're, they're distinctly like, different games. They're distinctly different games. Um, they're not, uh, uh, you know, and they both have all of the tropes and all of the yeah. everything you're going to look for, um, and creative ideas. And some of that really nice, um, I love the Game Boy Color for when they'll cut from their, um, you know the the main line where you're doing most of your gaming to like to the anime the stuff you're talking about at the beginning of uh of uh Link's uh Awakening where you see some animation or 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 some different as good of uh pixel art as they could get on Game Boy Color at that time and they really tried it there's a lot of that uh, great stuff on uh, Oracle of Seasons as well um yeah like I said uh, it's it's got that charm man and it's just like this kind of hidden gem uh, within all these other ones, right? Uh, but then that brings us to like one of the most puzzling games, uh, like I that I rented because I had a game. Well, it was on Game Boy Advance, but it was associated associated with a Game Boy Cube, and I guess or, or GameCube. I, I know it's Four Swords. Okay, first of all, Four Swords mm-hmm. is on Game Boy Advance, and was later on the DS, and then there's Four Swords Adventures for the GameCube that came out in two thousand four. How are these related? How do you get the most out of these games? I've never fully understood it. Brian, can you help us out? I wish I could. Yeah. I, no, I actually <laughs> literally wish I could because yeah. those games look so, so cool. I have the GameCube. I have the Game Boy Advance. I have the cord to connect the Game Boy Advance to the GameCube. I did as much as that as Nintendo would allow, which is like, as anything when they, they do three things and then they're like, ah, that's enough of that. You're like, no, yes, please. Yes. Um, for, for me, <laughs> just like, like the robot, just like your robot, yeah, pal. Yeah. I was really hoping that the robot would pay off. Yeah. Like, do you want stack up? I'm like, no, we're no, this is going in the like, well, famously. Game. I mean, okay, before you, before you continue, famously, that like they've admitted that that was meant to be just a gimmick to get people because of the 
post crash, right? They needed something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. They needed I would have rather had the fucking running pad. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like at least. <laughs> but but video games were still like they did weren't sure if it was going to work, right? Because they were like your goddamn. Got us to buy, we bought the deluxe set. It was the yeah. set to get. It was like yeah. this is the only one you will ever need, except that yeah. it's Mario. I don't understand. But um, four swords on its own. Oh, it looks so cool. The fact that you could. Uh, uh, oh, oh, it's just the Game Boy Advance again. I, but yeah, which I, kicks ass. Game Boy Advance I, kicks ass. Multiplayer, I love Game Boy Advance. Um, but multiplayer stuff, you have to have friends who also have the exact setup as you. And depending on where you live and who your friends are, you might not know anybody else who even has one of these things. Right. And it's just kind of like, sits yes. there like, oh. I wish I had three friends and we could all be playing this thing together because you all have to, right. So you all had to own a Game Boy Advance and you all had to own the, the cartridge and then you could all hook up. And then that's how you get the best out of this game. I hear on its own. It's not, it's nothing special. Like it's got, like this sold 2.82 million and it still has a high, a 95, but (laughs) how can, like, I I've heard on its own, it's nothing special. Like if you play by yourself, it's just like, what is the point of this? But but it's when you when you can locally. hook it up, and especially and then if you when you can hook up the four Game Boy Advances and then hook it up later to the the GameCube for Four Swords Adventure, then apparently it's like incredible. Yeah. But now you're getting into so many extra devices and things yeah. like that. And how often you're going to be able to get everybody together? Oh, you guys, we're going to finish this game tonight. Get back, all four all right. of us. I we mean, need Red Lake. Red Lake. Where's Red Lake? I, I wish because, like, oh, look, I grew up. I have an older brother, an older sister. My sister, some video games, but like, not really her thing. She come kick everyone's ass in Mario Kart and then leave, and then that's it. Uh, <laughs> but so, me and my brother, we got to play a lot of two-player games, and we would sometimes wrangle my parents. No video games, no interest. We tricked them into playing like. Duck Hunt once, and they were like, "That's interesting." And then I tricked my dad into playing Wii Golf once, and he was like, "No thanks," and like, <laughs> no interest, like nothing. Yeah, could, yeah, not, yeah. could not just just like have fun, but we no video. Well, not no video games because my dad plays Windows Solitaire every uh, day. That's my yeah. times a day. My mom. That's or, my mom and uh, my mom and Free Cell. Yeah, exactly. Free Cell. Exactly. <laughs> no, so video games are video games, and I game recognize game. Like I'm not. I'm not saying you guys don't. No, they do. They just they don't like the kinds of things, or they don't. They're not interested in learning the controls, and I totally understand. Sure, sure. sure. Um, Anyways, uh, uh, but so so anyway, yeah. Just like having the equipment and having meeting other people, and by this point, my brother was uh, off older in college, and you know, just not. We didn't live in the same town, so it's just me with my thing, And and you have other friends who have. And at this point, there's so many other game systems. Back in the day. It was like Nintendo Game Boy and then Sega, like you know, sometimes. But there's like PlayStation comes out, PlayStation starts doing their own portable. There's it starts exploding, and there's so many different systems that people can have that even if you have video game friends, they might not even have remotely yeah, the same yeah, stuff. Yeah, and a yeah. lot of people grew out of Nintendo and thought Nintendo was right, amazing. especially yeah, GameCube. Yeah, GameCube uh, it, it, was really kind of. Like at the time when Xbox and PS2 were yeah. debuting, yeah. right? It was no and we had, yeah. yeah, and we had that. Oh, every time you plug yeah. it, which I love, which I love, which I love. The memes that came out of that sound are like I remember the earliest one was the like at the end, it's just a guy carrying a Slurpee and just like falling oh, yes, yes, i've seen several of those <laughs> uh, and my uh quickly my there's a game boy advance one with like a leopard mother like 
uh, roaring at the first thing, and the little like thing at the end is the baby leopard, like guy, like meowing at the end of it. And, 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 so there's a very like wholesome animal. Yeah. Game events, yeah. yeah. Uh, but anyway, sound design. Yeah. But uh, so yeah, nobody had the thing, and how would we even know? And again, yeah. Nintendo's always they're like, what else can we? Let's try this, and they're like, so they just nobody yeah. realistically is buying multiple versions of right. this thing in their family. Like if right, you, and there was a it. DS version too, so that might have padded those stats a bit um i don't i i I don't know if they can put out a version of this where people can properly experience what they were trying to do they Um, gotta make a local switch everybody grab your little friggin' right yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and um you know do a little get some have a a good old-fashioned land party yeah but the idea the notion of playing on your tv screen and then having your sub screen being live on your game boy advance is, is that but pre DS, pre anyone having two and, and Wii U, Wii U, Wii U, that's a Wii U, yeah, yeah, exactly. and that's the thing with Nintendo is they will stick with their tried and true forever, yes. forever. We're gonna yeah, have the Sheikah Slate, the Sheikah yeah. Slate is designed after the Wii U game, that's right, yeah, and yeah. if you play it later on Switch, it doesn't make any sense, and, it yeah. sense. <laughs> and if you have the Switch Lite and you try, never mind, it tries. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like talking about like the uh, like the Donkey Kong Game and Watch has the first uh, D pad right, and that is yeah. the, like uh, Bill Gates has mentioned that as the 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 most important invention in human history or something along those lines, like something really silly, something crazy like that, something really um, hyperbolic like that. Uh, so and they just they are married to that still to this day too and and that's like they don't try to advance tech anymore they don't try to be they, they've stopped doing that since super nintendo and mm-hmm. um but they still will just go back to their tried and true and know that they can they can sprinkle that fucking magic and bring the fun the fun that's a uh, nintendo's uh you know, and all the way. Like at the time, and it's like, okay, the GameCube is their console that's out. We also have a portable system built off the back of multiple generations of Game Boy. Game Boy is here to stay. Like Game Boy Advance is still called Game Boy. It's still it's not called DS. It's not called right, something right, else. Like right. it the, the they're still pumping. They're like, now we have portable and mm-hmm. people have both, and your friends have both. So why don't we try to somehow but it is asking so much of to the, right. the logistics of it all, and it, but the thing is, back in those days, the cables running everything through cables, it just worked. There was no Wi-Fi. Yeah. There was no like right, right. you connected something. You plugged it in, and if you were playing Game Boy Tetris with your friend, it just worked, and it was yeah, yeah. the best. Yeah. And one of you was Mario, one of you was Luigi. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it just worked. I don't know, but yeah. Uh, uh, so like, yeah, I don't know if like uh, I'll be ever be able to give a proper, you know. Uh, two cents on this game because of those uh hardware limitations well uh, I, I have a gamecube and a game boy advance and the cable still if you have those things you and i right? can at least and i can do I, I have four swords on i'm uh, pretty my, uh... sure i have both of those oh my gosh okay, we're well, gonna do it you guys if I can, it's I the can summer of four swords i just look in Mike's store of, of old games but he nice. might have a copy of four swords. Uh, all we needed to do was start a podcast about it and yeah perfect keep everybody up to date awesome uh, okay so but uh, speaking of the gamecube so they did put out four sword adventures and again four swords and four sword adventures are kind of really seen even though they are in the mainline thing they're kind of seen as more minor even more minor than link's awakening they're not really recognized yeah. as like 
these and big are they TVs. built off the graphics of the super nintendo version basically is that feels like it with? yeah 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 looks like a link to the past a lot every time i, I remember seeing it because be, i think that's because they had to blend in with the game boy advance oh bit, right? for sure yeah um I, I love it and i think it's a winner like i like again if we can make this happen i would love to see it yeah all right awesome uh <laughs> but that brings us to the other gamecube uh zelda game which is beloved but I, at the time kind of uh ruffled oh, some feathers man it was the, it was the metal metal gear solid 2 of its of its time you know what i mean or maybe they came out they came well, out pretty pretty close lot. to the time they came so out pretty close to the time. Right. Well, no, it's just because it's because Ocarina of Time, Majora Mask, they allowed Link to grow up. And now all of a sudden he's starting to be mature and like look oh. like a look like a full grown elf or there whatever. Right. Right. No, no, no. I'm I'm show up telling you the people who weren't too pleased uh, with it. Can't wait till Link turns 18. Man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Bunch of creeps. Groomers. All of Zelda fans are groomers. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, uh, so it went off in a different direction. Totally different pixelated or, or style of art that is uh in my opinion gorgeous it's yes. beautiful this game is aged beautifully i've never finished it i put a lot of work into it way back when and just i remember something happened and i had to abandon it um i've got it on uh on uh on my um to, to play again sometime there's lots of talk of a, an hd re-release that they did with the wii uh, or Wii U. Uh, this is 96, the GameCube version for Metacritic. So 6.7. This was a real, or 6.8. Um, real... Sorry, you haven't said the name of the game. This is Twilight oh, Princess, Wind... right? No, this is The Wind oh, Waker. Wind Waker. Oh, the shit. Wind okay. Waker. Because, okay. uh, we'll get to Twilight Princess. Yeah. Uh, but but Wind Waker is when they, they started making them looking cutesy and uh, adorable, right? And that's what kind of started... Yeah, and and uh, and that kind of like people were like, "Hey, we were we're we're growing up now. We don't need this cute." I little... wanted grimdark. This is yeah. supposed to be sad and mean. Why is it? <laughs> why does it look like a cartoon? This is why is it cute? Shut but up. this, you realize this is based off of a really cool Japanese film from the sixties. Is it? Tell me more. There, well, there's a there's, there's a film called I don't know. It's called. Uh, what is it? The Prince and the... I don't know. I forget now. We okay, can, okay. Well, fix, fix it in a post. It's based off of the <laughs> 1960s Japanese film, and if you look at it, it's like the Prince and the Dragon or some shit. I, yeah. swear, I can't... But, uh, but the design of Link is very, very, very much based on that. Hmm. The portions, the long torso, the little legs, the big cat eyes. Cat eye Link is like what they refer to. Toon Link is what they start calling it in Smash and all that, but Cat right. Eye Link is what was like in-house... And because uh, his eyes also glow in right. uh, in in the dark and everything like that, but he's like it's cute. Oh my god, the designs, everything is so well designed. And as you say, like Disney, this looks like Disney slash Studio Ghibli, like yeah. Of you know the HD remake, I played them both. The HD remake for Wii U definitely like ups it, but like even on GameCube, it was gorgeous. It just looked so refreshingly mm -hmm. good and they were just like what if we made it look cute and interesting and mm -hmm. like a fun little world and and and, and unique and super unique controls and yeah. you could argue it had been a while since well i guess ocarina of time you could say push the medium forward because that's part of what these games are known for even yeah. if the medium was this being pushed reading. was yeah. being pushed forward too much mm. at that time as we said yeah. um and i think the wind waker starts to do some of that stuff where they're doing again um kind of changing the rules as to how what controls can do like you're controlling the wind and and blowing yeah. uh uh um your your um your ship around the water um it's really pretty i don't know the full story so i couldn't tell you i assume you finished it brian uh yeah 
yeah. yeah, but you know, I, and that this is the first Zelda I ever owned. Yeah, uh, I got back into video games in GameCube, but like well into the GameCube cycle, I bought Zelda Wind Waker as a player's choice title, the gold bar box, you know, the it's twenty nine ninety nine or whatever, never to be seen again, like thirty dollar game or whatever it was. Um, but it was uh, uh, oh. Uh, but it, it, it so I got a GameCube. Uh, I actually got game. Uh, I actually, the reason I got a GameCube was for Pikmin Two, of all things. And yeah. I can get into that a little bit later. But uh, but so I ended up getting GameCube or getting a Wind Waker as a toss. I'm like, yeah, I'll get this as well. This is supposed to be good. And I kind of like tried it out. I was like, eh, I don't know. Yeah, this is kind of good. Like I thought it was beautiful, but I didn't know if I really liked it. And I kind of really didn't give it a full go until like much 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 later uh and i was like oh this is actually sweet and um mm -hmm. and and so it's one of the first it's the first zelda i owned it's the first one i was able to play at will whenever i wanted to and actually like, Never you, know, I want. you know what i mean didn't have to send it back <laughs> or whatever yeah um so that was kind of special as well and uh, uh but i think like it there's so many things about it that um are just uh game changing like it took all the things about the 3d stuff as I say, like everything that was disgusting to me became like much more palatable and charming you know, and, and en enchanting. Yeah, in, world, in, right? in a lot of ways, it's the same, but they've just kind of coated it in yeah. some other kind of goo, and it works, anyways. But um, uh, but the characters—they're also beautiful. Uh, they're much more. They're very memorable. Yeah. The cartoony faces. Uh, there's different towns. There's different people you meet. Um, you know, it's early days, so it's not full animated faces and stuff. Right. Like they really focus on Link's face, facial expressions, yeah. which you see a lot. But the NPCs in the towns, you know, they're kind of doll face still, but they're so cool looking. The designs are yeah. just so good. Yeah. Um, and they would uh, use the same design. Like we'll skip ahead to these yeah. other the, the other two DS uh, games oh, yeah, that they sure, put out: sure. uh, uh, Phantom Hourglass and Spirit Tracks. Which again, I never played. I bought. I. I, I have them to at some yeah. point maybe uh but i would do wind waker before i did both of those for yeah. sure um um but that shows you that even if it did kind of uh upset people if it was the riding of its time right uh, metal gear solid 2 uh thing again <laughs> it um it it's it, it it gained that following to the point where they could put out these again in that same style and i assume this is from whatever timeline it is right yeah. where that where he exists um uh that they, they could again put out these two again, again fairly well received 90 and 87 for phantom hourglass and spirit glass uh and sold another you know seven million between the two of them or eight million um yeah, those ones are okay they yeah. seem to me cut rate and missable um and ds is a bit of a nightmare again like biting i think the ds is biting off more they can chew in the same way that the hmm. four was interesting they, they ironed out the kinks later but i find them a bit yeah, you know they're really making you waggle the waggle. Right, you right, know, and, and yeah, and, like you know, you know, and I'm sure if I spent time on it, I, I would find yeah. stuff but to designs, like about it. I love all the designs. That era, the art, I think, is just gorgeous. Yeah, yeah that the version design, of Ganon is great. Oh, so good. the sound design, swinging your sword, and there's orchestral hits every time you swing your sword, and it's like, uh, look, cool. it's like easy or whatever because it's, but it's like meant to be accessible. And I think this is a, the step that Zelda took, where it's like. Yes, it's it's very accessible and simple for people to pick up and get into. But the, again, lots of mystery, lots of things that are difficult. But I think this was their first step of getting people 
back out of this like impenetrable world and just being like, this is fun and cute and interesting. And uh, there's just so many, there's so much polish on it. And then the HD remake, even more polished, mm-hmm. even more just like, let's cut out some of the bullshit. You can, you can kind of fast travel from the start and all this Good. kind of stuff. <laughs> the sailing was a great mechanic, but they had to, because of the limitations of the hardware again, um, they had to space out the islands that you went to. You had to sail. It was like, again, you're killing Forever. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But really, to... it's acting as like a download patch yes. kind of thing. Yeah. Right? yeah. But going back to the plug in the GBA, they had the Tingle Tuner, which I loved. And again, having the GBA, you plug in the Game Boy Advance, Tingle accompanies you on your journey. While you're sailing and you're bored, he talks to you. He gives you information. What? There's mini games. He, and when you're doing things, he can like, you can get items from him in, in area in dungeons and stuff like that. There's a whole Tingle Tuner, deal. the Tingle Tuner. You that you meet Tingle in in Outside Island. You free Tingle. I'm like, I can't believe this is Tingle, the first time we've mentioned Tingle. Like Tingle's a guy who's been in every game. Dis- he looks yeah. disgusting. And then I was, he looks. Horrible. I was just gonna say, like Tingle. Every time I see Tingle, I feel very physically weirded out. Yeah, yeah. He's the a weird weird looks, the fact that his name is. Tingle. Yeah. I don't and he wants to be a like fairy, and he dresses and he's just got his little hat he dresses as a condom it was the style Hyrulean Hyrulean style but I love this incarnation of Tingle and I wish there was Tingle and everything going forward we got Beetle it's all good Tingle and the Tingle cousins I think from Wind Waker onward are hilarious I love Hmm. Um, and, and they uh, are kind of more uh, part of that uh, kind of animation style. Yeah, 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 and yeah, he yeah, had yeah. his own games as well. There were spin-off Tingle games in Japan. Oh, which really? I, uh, Tingle's Jewels Tice, I don't know. Uh, Tingle's Jewels. Do you want to see Tingle's Jewels? Tingle's family Jewels. Absolutely not. Not this. <laughs> And, uh, but uh, I will say Wind Waker, though, as cute and all the things I have nice to say about it, gameplay wise there were some really frustrating elements not yeah i remember that too the fast fast travel and stuff but there's all these like as you say metal gear stealth uh missions where you Hmm. have to like do things just so and if you don't it's all the way back to the beginning in the in the fortress you're trying to get through the fortress just to get your space there's all these things that's that's like mario sunshine yeah, um, it's, uh, it's punishing sort of for no reason. If it feels withholding in a way that they later figure out not to do. They're yeah. like, no, we want you to get all this stuff, and then you're gonna like have your own fun later or whatever. But this was very jump through the hoops, and if you get frustrated, there's nothing else to do. It's very linear up into a certain point. Like you really have to do what they want you to do. But if you do it, the cinematic quality of it is so good if done properly but it, it to me it, at times feels like playing dragon's lair you know where you're kind right. of like am i doing this or am i just pushing a button at the right time <laughs> am i involved here like, dragon's lair is cut, ridiculously cut hard scene. it's just cut scene after yeah. cut scene yeah. but when you see it done properly like this yeah. is really cool cool so mm-hmm. yeah marta marta figured out the little prince and the eight-headed dragons the name of the, uh, yeah. the the story um yeah uh, um a real uh like here's a, a we're, we're going to talk about uh illumination is going to put out a zelda film and i think the only way it could maybe be good because it's illumination and they just have no fucking substance to any of their movies at all any of the is, current yeah movies. okay They've take done, me back they, so illumination you see i need i need to i need to double check this but okay. illumination did a lot of the or like there was a bit of a boom in the like early aughts of okay, stop okay. motion moves like okay, okay. Norman. Oh um, right, right, right. Oh, a bit of a boom pro wrestling. Oh. Um, they they used to be the big go to for cool 
right um and then minions happened <laughs> yeah and then minions. and then that's and that's like uh but whatever so i think if gosh I, I, if it's going to be an illuminate i think the best possible scenario unless they go with a completely different direction from what they've been doing lately because i'd prefer that it becomes the way a zelda movie should be i think their best choice is to make is to go the windmaker route um i don't mm -hmm. know we'll see we'll see yeah. oh and i gotta say windmaker is one of my favorite Zelda's, be my favorite Zelda, and not, I mean, this again, I have a specific attachment to this game, but Zelda as Tetra the pirate at first, and the pirate crew uh, is so yeah, great, yeah. and then she's like a tough pirate, but she's got the glint in her eye, and you're like, what's the scoop here? And yeah. of course, it's like, all along, you're like, oh, obviously she's Zelda, but you, it's the going along with awesome. it, seeing that, and it's the, like, cool, like, tomboy Zelda pirate, so it's so, like, probably harkens back to the Sheik, which I did not have any attachment to or experience with, but the tough Zelda, not just the, like, lady-in-waiting, like, right, right. princess Zelda. Okay, so this is kind of the first time we it see... It kind of goes back and forth. Yeah. Cool, yeah. interesting. Very quickly, my apologies, I, I confused Illumination with Leica Studios. Oh, okay, okay. Like, Coraline. They, oh, Illumination uh, is not uh, is, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think they made a couple of co-productions. Oh my god, a stop motion Zelda would stop be Zelda would be Have you seen the Japanese commercials for the Zelda Four Swords Adventures on YouTube? And there's a, there's a couple, like, <laughs> and the Link's Awakening, a Japanese Link's Awakening uh, commercial as well, and they are puppet based, and they wow. are my favorite shit i love uh -huh. puppets i love zelda but and i also love the uh the dancing the dancing uh, uh line dancing zelda to uh uh commercial uh, you break anyways, your heart? <laughs> you heart commercials. no but these puppet commercials anyway so if they could do a puppet zelda it would be beautiful and good but oh wow yeah really dope um okay so yeah moving on from like a, yeah a special move a special game um that a lot of people i still love uh and I, as i said has, has aged uh better than i think some of the games we're going to see coming up here um the minish cap for game boy advance the oh, yeah. uh i i finished oracle of seasons the zelda game i had finished before that was the minish cap uh i remember talking to you marta about playing it when we were when when max was having the idea for boom we were at a, a bar somewhere i think we were going to uh we were going uh, to the, the Cinco de Mayo uh, the, show. The I think. Cinco de Mayo show, yeah, yeah, yeah. At, um, uh, Colony. Yeah, yeah. Or, it was it was the night that you approached me and said, "Hey, Marta, I think we met before. I'm Travis." And I was yeah, like, "Yeah, Travis, yeah, we, met, we met a like, thousand six times. times. I felt terrible, but I do that. the I do the same. <laughs> okay, thing. okay. You know, okay. So but don't feel bad because imagine if you were on the other side of that. You're like, "Oh my God, I forget someone's name," and someone comes up and actually introduces themselves. It's the nicest move, and it's like, "Oh yeah, you already told me," but like. It's better than assuming everyone knows who you are and just being yeah. like, "Well, I've never introduced myself because they must know." I'm like, that's not Absolutely. friendly. And I would rather. I thought I thought it was. Uh, silly. I didn't think it was upsetting at all. I thought it was very sweet. I was like, uh, "Oh my god, Travis does the thing that I do, uh, where I like will talk to someone." Yeah. I've known for okay. Years good. And good. Be like good. it's Marta. Yeah. Good. 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 <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I remember talking to you about this game at that time. That's when I was uh, really deep into it, and it is wonderful. We talked about Capcom getting their influence on the, they were part of the oracle of seasons and ages games and there's subtle differences with that like i said it, fe it still feels very much like uh a link to the past and links awakening but in game boy but this feels like you really see a different look to uh link in this and because it's game boy advance the um the art is prettier the graphics are prettier some of the stuff as i, I remember saying this to marta uh when you sink to underground it is super it's like miyazaki-esque even a game boy advance it looks really really good um and uh, a really good story, really um, um, uh, challenging, just challenging enough. 
uh, and has stuff you can go back and do if you really want to. I could still go back and get collect all this other bullshit. But um, uh, what was the first game of going back and collecting bullshit? Did N64 have to go back and collect bullshit? Because uh, Wind Waker, you could go and get figurines. You took the camera mm -hmm. and the camera and you could like photograph. Uh, Oracle of Seasons does for sure. Um, I don't know. Uh, uh, Link's, Link's Awakening. Awakening. You had to collect seashells. Right, right, you right. Go back. Yeah, yeah. You beat the game. Yeah. Go back and collect the seashells. Yeah. There you go. Um, but I think that's it. Yeah, Link to the Past didn't have extra stuff. That must be the one. Um, but yeah, I, I, I uh, this game was recently released on the Switch uh, online, uh, so I recommend it uh, to both of you guys. I don't know if you spent any time with it. It's yeah, uh, I played it back in the day on Game yeah. Boy Advance. Yeah, um, and I really liked it because it was a really cute well-made colorful zelda mm -hmm. portable game but i will say that because of the capcom influence on it it always felt off brand to me yeah and maybe that yep. was me uh just projecting that because i saw the capcom logo or whatever but it does feel a bit different and it does feel like someone else's take on the zelda franchise mm -hmm. which later happens and same with you know metroid or anything else like people get a hold of the property and they can make their own, you know, another studio takes over, makes a different kind of game. It's allowed. But for me, it never felt like it was mainline, like true blue Zelda game. I felt like I was playing something kind of else, but I liked yeah. it. Um, I really liked it. I, I know exactly what you're saying. The yeah. Bird, so good. Like the design. Yeah. And that's a thing it, too. Like, and that's a thing too. Like, like it still has those, those touches of charm and, and like the really great, uh, um uh, bosses and good characters and stuff but there's that little thing at the end where it's kind of revealed like ah, and that's why like has his hat you know like it's like oh yeah. <laughs> like that's super like that's what i mean by like disney kind of thing and like uh, uh, you couldn't have done this early on right yeah. this would have to come way later in like 18 years after the series yeah. has been around Phantom Menace of Zelda. Yeah, yeah, yeah adorbs I, I just think it's super cute and and full of uh again like some other interesting things um a new um again they're not changing the game here but they are um adding new elements to the to the world um so yeah i recommend people seeking that out uh, i got to 89 on metacritic only sold 1.76 so i think i think we're getting close to the end of the game boy advances lifespan at this point 2004 um but then we go into what was released on the gamecube but i played it on the wii uh, and i know that this is usually uh, uh kind of polarizing as well that's twilight princess um sold 10 million copies uh huge still the second most or pardon me well, tied for third most um, uh, with the Wii Game. was gangbusters for Nintendo. Yeah. Like everybody yeah. and their mom and their dog. Had everybody Wii, bought a Wii. Yeah, yeah. That you might as well have bought the Zelda that came out for Wii. Yeah, so but yeah, 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 yeah. the only it. reason that I owned this game is because the Wii came out and the GameCube got cheap. And so yep. when I graduated high school, my mom got me a GameCube because it was super cheap because the yep. Wii was already out. And uh, this was the, I had two games. It was Mario Kart DS and this. Uh, and you yeah. played the true version. You played the left-handed, the left-handed Link version. Yes. Oh, is that the difference? Version. Yeah, on, on the Wii because, because they Wackle. wanted you to use the, right. pretend like you were doing yeah. the archery. Yeah. They made a right-handed because the majority of people are right-handed. Yeah. But on the, um, yeah, it, it was mirrored. On Interesting. The, Fascinating. The true version. Oh, why? He was left handed. He's not yeah. anymore, I don't think. A weird uh, only in the uh, middle timeline, only in the child timeline. He's ambidextrous. 
<laughs> uh, just practicing. I uh, so this came out with the Wii when I was in love with the Wii, just as everybody else, right? When I had bought it. Mm -hmm. So, and you know, when you would first get the Wii, and the Wii was a, a bit of a gimmick within terms of a lot mm -hmm. of gimmicky stuff. Remember, they give you the attachments of like, oh, now it's like a real tennis racket. And that's just mm -hmm. literally, you've just added a plastic <laughs> the, the thing. steering wheel. You've, yes, 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 yes. Like they're totally yeah, like I tricking you. That, that was tricking. so bad that it, it covered the actual infrared thing. So it didn't actually work. <laughs> oh, no. It was like a sword for Hilarious. whatever. And like, you literally couldn't use it because it covered the sensor. Thing. Hilarious. And when you'd look on the back of the, especially the early uh, Wii games, you'd see everyone doing these poses with their, yeah. with their, with their nunchucks and stuff. And for the most part, that was pretty uh, exaggerated. But yeah. I tell also, you, Matt, the photos of people accidentally chucking their nunchucks oh. into their TVs <laughs> yes, yes, yes. or the walls when they, <laughs> yes. they were like, oh, we need oh, to sell the wrist strap with this yeah. because yes. oh, my people God. are not the, used the to playing games like had, this. They gave you the condom. The for condom, free. yeah. Right, yeah. Right. Hilarious. And it was like, it got all gummy. It and, did get but, gummy and gross. Like, but literally everyone had an injury or accidentally hit something or the roof. Like, yes. Oh, man. I remember playing tennis. A friend just swacked my buddy in the face three times in the same thing at the oh. point where he's like i don't want to play anymore good <laughs> oh, no, um, that's the worst. um but here's what I'm, what I'm saying is i was so into twilight princess and so loving this storyline that what i remember when it got there's a there's a it builds up to this big um kind of uh, you're riding on a horse and you're like in this big uh, kind of duel on a bridge and at that point i was like full on yeah! like swinging my uh swinging doing every movement that they were doing like bouncing off thing and it finishes with him like kind of like the horse uh epona goes up on her on her hind legs and stuff and it's just like <gasps> i remember this being a big change for me in um like kind of got me back into video games for like same thing with me i go through waves of of playing video games and this made me think like whoo this is this is something special. Um, I loved it. Uh, I finished this game, um, and I remember thinking, "By by the time I get to the end of this, I'm gonna I'm gonna cry because I was so into the story at the beginning." And I think the story kind of gets lost by the end, from what I recall. Like, and it gets like super convoluted and confusing and weird, and and loses a bit of its like it becomes a little too ambitious for its own good. The story yeah. itself, I think. Um, but as a game, I really really enjoyed it. I haven't gone back to play it since. But uh, I know there's been a couple of reissues. Um, Twilight Princess. Uh, who wants yeah. to talk first? This this was the first, like you said, you cried at the end. This was probably the first video game that made me cry hmm. um, at the end. But probably because of the circumstances. Because this was, like I said, I got a GameCube when I graduated high school. Only right in the toilet. That. You got to play it only in the toilet. Oh, only in the toilet. Yeah. No, this was, <laughs> it was, it was for me because my mom knew that I was moving to Canada, to Vancouver, to go to university. So it, I got this, I mean, I played a little bit with my brother before I moved, but once I, once I moved out that this was my very last, like I knew in my head, like this is the last time that a parent will buy a game console for me. I'm an adult now. Mm. And I, I played this game and I was obsessed with this game. I me loved too. it so much. <laughs> I remember like being in high school, like playing or not in high school, I guess being, I graduated summer before I moved out talking to one of my coworkers at the Baskin Robbins that I worked at. He had the Wii version. He was always trying to be like, oh, it's the it's the shitty version. You got the shitty version. Da, 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 da. And I had to be like, no, it's great. Shut up. Get out of here with your rich parents who can afford me. <laughs> um, but I, I specifically remember when I finished this game, I was an international student, so I wasn't allowed to work. Um, and I had zero money in my bank account. It was negative. 
So I needed to sell my GameCube and my two games that I had, which were my like prize possessions. And I remember when I got to the end of Twilight Princess, knowing that I would have to sell this game, oh, wow. like just crying, being like, this is it. This is the end of me owning a this video game console ever. Game. Obviously That's that so changed. sweet. But at the That's time, so sweet, it, was like, it was my escape from my shitty roommate. And it was, it yeah. was just like a... Oh, I, That's I, awesome. Yeah. I'm lo- was, I love that story. That's great. I appreciate thing. it. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Brian, Twilight Princess. I, yeah, I had the Wii. Uh, I bought it off the, a lawyer on launch day who had bought it on launch day. Um, I got it resale for you know twice as much as it should have been, like everybody else or whatever. Hmm. And um, the Wii was a hot commodity; it was very difficult to get. And uh, <laughs> but so I was, you know, I I wanted to like the Wii. There was a lot that was nice about it, but. Uh, to me, it wasn't as good as the GameCube, but the original Wii could play GameCube. Right, right. In it, right. Those little, those little guys, those cute little guys. Make that happen, Nintendo. Can, um, but uh, uh, never again, never again, never again. No so countries, no, or no, no companies ever going to do um, backwards compatibility. Backwards no. compatibility ever again. No. Why would you? I, Why I, would you? I, uh, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Uh, so I played the Twilight Princess on Wii, and I went through it. I almost have no memories of it. In preparation for this recording, I went online. I was like, "What was Twilight Princess about again?" Like, I obviously the wolf, wolf right? The wolf, wolf link, yeah. wolf link, mm-hmm. wolf link, which came up the same time as that other wolf game for PlayStation. Okami. Uh, um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, still gorgeous. Still game. really pretty. Uh, still yeah, really absolutely. pretty. Yeah. Actually, looks. I wish. I wish Twilight Princess. It's, ah. It still looks good. It's one Twilight of Princess games. It still to looks, me. Yeah. Coming from Wind Waker and Twilight Princess, okay, they're doing the grown up, they're doing the grungy grim, they're getting the grown up, that thing that all the fans, fanboys want for whatever reason. Like, I want it to be mean and gross and dark. And you're like, <laughs> it can still be that and look nice. I think the designs are disgusting. I think this game is so ugly. I mm. think that um, it's a huge misstep. I think that the controls on the Wii sucked. It was not very fun for me. Um, mm. The story was like again convoluted. I'm trying to recall what even happened. I know, I know. Like, it just get it just got like complicated by the. I don't moment. like yeah. this like naked child Midna turning into a hot. Of course, everyone likes the hot lady at the end, but this that trope is weird. Yeah. Um, the Zelda didn't seem interesting in this game at all. Mm-hmm. She was they almost have, an afterthought. I, I, I was yeah. I was looking this game up today to try to refresh my memory because my I think my memories of it are tied up mm-hmm. in the nostalgia yeah. of the era I was in. Yeah, but I was trying to remember like was Zelda in this barely, game? yeah, but, really like, tertiary. Yeah, she yeah, helps yeah. you at the um, end. The final bit. boss battle against Ganondorf is is really really great. I remember yeah. and and like um, super challenging in a way that that boss battles aren't usually final boss mm-hmm. battles. Zelda infamously are you generally pretty easy. You're they, meant they, to finish the yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but but I'd say the Twilight Princess, the battle against Gandor or, or Ganondorf turns into a real kind of duel that you haven't had to do for the whole game. And that, I thought that yeah. was a nice twist. Um, but yeah, I really liked it at the time. And I know some people have the same uh, thoughts that you have uh, because that kind of bleeds into like, we'll skip over it. We've talked about Phantom Hourglass and Spirit Tracks, but it, in 2011, they kind of use the same, well, it's just, just Wii exclusive. Uh, Skyward Sword comes out, yeah. still sells 7.58. Uh, I know a lot of people had issues with this because of the controllers, but the Wii uh, review is at 93% and the Nintendo Switch remasters at 81. So oh, really? figure that one out. Cause I know a lot yeah. of people I put in about, I don't know, 12 hours into Skyward Sword and I like it a lot. Um, I think again, same sort of thing that the facials, they, they look kind of uh, empty and a little weird, like um, uh, 
yeah, I don't know. There's something that's not quite uh, appealing about their yeah. faces. They're kind of ugly. Um, I feel like they tried. I, I, they made an effort to make it more colorful. I think was one of the things. Yeah. Like, hey, look, color. Yeah. It's not brown because yeah. he's brown and gay. Anyways, but it was like more color, but and it's like painterly, but it didn't look cute. It didn't look mm-hmm. nice. Um, mm-hmm. The weird like. Uh, I, anyway, I didn't even play this, but I was going, just thinking about the like ukus or the oko, the, the little chickens, the little like cuckoos, cuckoos, my precious cuckoos. Not the not the chickens, but the naked old lady bird ones from from mm. Twilight Princess that are just like Those... oh, I can't remember. What is going on here? Yeah, they had they had like human faces, yes. and it was yeah. very upsetting. Yeah. It's just, like, yeah. It was very off putting. I like the. It's sorry, sorry. Oh yeah, remember. and those birds are weird looking. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, the, uh, the little baby, the little capitalist baby with the little like eyebrows. And uh, yeah. the weird postman. Like I'm, I'm remembering these interesting characters that I like want to like, but they were so uh, unsavory. Yeah. I, and... To to this day, I quote the postman every time I pick up the mail because he says a line when he sees you. It's welcome to mail. And I say that every time I go, I pick up the mail in my building. Nice. Like it was the if, if we had mail, I'll come home and say welcome to mail. Hilarious. Yeah. Um. Okay, yeah, but, Sorry, okay. but uh, so no, return, yeah. I never even played, so I'll no, shut up now. But I didn't even. Yeah, you, Travis, you said you put twelve hours into Skyward Sword. I probably put twelve minutes. And no, it, it doesn't I, suck. I, I, it doesn't suck at all. It, it sure the, the biggest like it's got these uh, things. It's and it's a mainline Zelda title that they put a lot of thought into. And I think the a lot of people were pissed off about the controllers with Wii and stuff. And I think the Nintendo Switch version is fine. I think the one of the controllers with it is it is probably. For be, or one of the uh, complaints I hear people say about it is because for being so later in the series is it's very linear, right? Like mm-hmm. it, you just from start to finish, you can't go and and fuck around at all. But it still has all those little kind of figuring out thing. I got to bomb this door, got to do that kind of thing. It has all of that, um, and that's fine. If you're gonna make that linear, then let's go with it, right? I could, I, I'm sure I could at some point return to it, um, but uh, not in the immediate future, um. So that, I, like, uh, I, I was telling a friend about Breath of the Wild when it first came out, and I was like, you got to check out this game. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'll get that. And then he got Skyward Sword by accident. And, he oh, no. and I was like, oh, no, this, I don't even, I cannot vouch for this at all. <laughs> <laughs> this is not, <laughs> not, this is not on me. It's like, not on I, me. I, I don't yeah. know what your experience is going to be. It's not a bad, bad, it's not a bad game. Not by, like, it's just not, like. In terms of Zelda games, it's not groundbreaking or anything like that, yeah. right? It just, but it does, I'll tell you, if you can get past the look of everybody, it does check off all those great things that we get um, from... So was this it... originally a Wii or Wii U? Yes, it was Wii. It was Wii. So yeah. this is one of the rare two-in-one consoles generations. Usually there's only one Zelda per sort of console. Right. Well, Twilight Princess was the same. Was Twilight Princess was, was yeah, GameCube. Yeah, and, and then Breath of the Wild was Wii U and Switch. But we yeah. we do also have the offshoot of the the archery, which is not even a real oh, game kind of thing. Oh, that I, that I, doesn't I, count. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. crossbow training. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. I felt just, bad about. I got that for my brother one Christmas, and he's like, "Dude, just, this is trash." I can't believe <laughs> Nintendo put their name and allowed yeah. Link to be in it. Yeah. Right? It was just like I can't. It's terrible. Anyways, um, so yeah, for after Skyward Sword, we have these two 3DS games that I have zero, uh, I haven't played at all, uh, Link Between Worlds or Triforce Heroes. I know Link Between Worlds is still kind of generally seen as uh, really good, got a 91% here. Triforce Heroes is tied with Adventure of Link as having the, the lowest Metacritic score, and it didn't sell very much at all. Uh, looks like it was the lowest scoring of the mainline, or lowest say, selling, lowest selling, I should say. 
these portable ones with the specialty Nintendo portable things, there's so many things that you can't like emulate later where it's like there's the one game where you had to close the lid to stamp something on the map and then mm-hmm. and, and you were yeah. supposed to actually close your DS. But you're like, why would I ever close my DS in the middle of the game? And or or like blow in the microphone to make yeah. something blow, like actually yeah. blow. Where like um. They you know, there was a couple systems that had that kind of microphone or whatever, but yeah. it doesn't. You can't really emulate that. Too creative for its own good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, and like I said, some people say Link Between Worlds is really good. So oh, maybe so some, maybe some about this. Like, uh, sorry, it was Skyward Sword the waggle the, the the waggling stuff? How does it play on Switch? It's like just plays like a regular. Zone. I don't know what don't know. the what the original was, so I couldn't really tell you. No. It just plays like a like they fixed it, right? Like infamously, yeah. they changed everything so it works. So okay, um, uh, all I can tell you is that yeah, I, it's been enjoyable the the time I put in. So it. that's one where people in the reviews say like this game is broken because of control. That's a rarity in Zelda. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Good Zelda's point. usually a hallmark of all over like, it. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Super user friendly. Um, which brings us to what, gosh, maybe one of my favorite games of all time, maybe my favorite game of all time, my favorite Zelda game came out in 2017, so 30.7 million copies, uh, Breath of the Wild was around the Wii U and Nintendo Switch, I only had it for the Switch, um, so I bought the Switch, I bought a Nintendo Switch, because, and this this came at a time when I was barely playing video games, when I would play video games, I would play like the, the Lego games, because they were super cathartic, and it was just simple, like click, 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 and, we're, and we get it done kind of thing, right? And it's and cute, and it's funny. fun, and they're super funny, yeah, and and uh, whatever, and I started, oh, I, I remember I played Odyssey first. Um, I started a little bit of Breath of the Wild, and then went all the way through Odyssey, and I put in a good chunk of like 50 or 60 hours, finished that, and didn't really feel like going back too much to it but then i started digging into breath of the wild and man it is breath of the wild has done like if like i don't know if you guys saw that um tears of the kingdom commercial of that that the guy on the the bus on the bus yeah yeah, who um you know it's so sad but was eerily similar (laughs) to my experience with breath of the wild it was so good for my mental health you, you you would come home and you would have this like a like this level of of exp, uh, relaxation again this is an all-time great game this is some people consider like when you'll see lists of all-time best games of all time breath of the wild has been up at the top lately um it it's at 97 on metacritic which is you know low <laughs> you know like whatever uh it it was just a, everything right it was open world it would go from from again that that level of just sheer relaxation and exploration to just pound uh, pounding out of your heart uh pounding out of your chest heart uh pounding scariness yeah. and 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 like having to be uber prepared getting um, in trouble yeah yeah mm-hmm. and um yeah i would just it, it changed the way i view video games i think this this got me into looking at video games and video game culture and, and and video game as a video games as a medium as as something much more interesting to me i spent i've put over 300 hours into it i um uh there's no other game i've done that with uh, even close uh, until uh, we'll see how the sequel goes um it it uh it is it is so special i don't know what else to really say about it other than it just like it changed it changed a lot man like there'd been open world games forever but nothing like this 
um, especially on a, on a system that's still, they're not trying to be Grand Theft Auto 5 or trying to match up with these other, like, uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 or whatever. Um, uh, it It's its own thing. It's it's so much replayable. Um, I know um, in terms of story, uh, some people said it was kind of lacking because it was almost superfluous because of what an achievement the game was. And but it still has it there, and it has a really wonderful finish. Um, uh, yeah, it is still. You know, there's still even though this came out six years ago, there are still people discovering new things you can do on it. And, you know, the Reddit community, the Reddit, the uh, Breath of the Wild thing is so fun to go and just see the what people are still figuring out with this game. Um, It was just a new it was it again. uh, If if it had been a while since Zelda games were were pushing the medium forward. Well, wait no further, because Breath of the Wild really, really changed things. Uh, I love it. As I said, it's my favorite Zelda game for the time being, because I haven't put in those 300 hours into Tears of the Kingdom 2, and we'll talk about that in a sec, but it was just, um, you know, a, the right game at the right time in my life, too, like these sorts of things, kind of similar to what you were talking about, having that emotional attachment, Marta. Um, it's so uh, awesome. <laughs> I don't know what else I can say. Breath of the Wild. Who yeah, wants it to- uh, I played this well after it came out, um, I borrowed our friend Max Mitchell's Wii U. He had already gotten a Switch, and he he went he had gone through Breath of the Wild. And while he was playing it, while it was new, he was like, in typical Max Mitchell fashion, Brian, this is the greatest game, game ever. This is the greatest video game that's ever been made. And I'm like, okay, Max, like pump the brakes. You're like, you say this about everything. Like, hey, yeah, by Outcast was not. It is a great song, but it's not the greatest song. But <laughs> I see your passion. I understand. I will check this out. I believe you. But I look, I have been hurt by uh, many things since uh, Wind Waker, which is like, these are not to my taste. And I don't know if Zelda's going in the way I like. Right. And then open world games are not, look, it's not necessarily my cup of tea. It's a new direction for Zelda. You do make sacrifices in this kind of game where. Um, because of its non-linear nature, which I love, and it is the best reason, but like yeah. you miss out on certain other things that happen in other games. But so there, there's pros and cons if you want to look at certain what what makes a Zelda game Zelda. But what in terms of like a oh, video game, like I this was my COVID game. Like I borrowed yeah. this Wii U um, during COVID. I was working from home during everything like this, uh, and I so I borrowed this older system. So I played it on Wii U, the original thing it was made for. The Sheikah Slate is based off of everything yeah. like that. It works perfectly. I was like, I can't believe this is this good on a Wii U, which I never owned. I had the Wii, and then I didn't get the, like a lot of people. Do you have on the Wii. Wii U? Can you aim with your controller? Yes. Okay. Yes. Got it has full motion, but what yeah. it doesn't have, which they wanted to have, was the second screen actually working because yeah. they were putting it out for Switch. They could. They couldn't do it right before. right but if it was exclusive for wii u they were going to make a whole second screen on your you know on your actual slate which had your menu it was just the dream it's all the way back yeah, to yeah, Force yeah. Arts, right like it's like right. the second screen in your other hand they're still trying to make it work but it so because they had to do it also for switch they cut all that out so there's a lot of so the the actual functionality of the wii u doesn't really come into play but it's a nice thing to hold the motion controls work great um it it's 
it, the the graphics have maybe like a little bit of slowdown and maybe like a little bit of less draw distance than you might mm-hmm. think or something on that system. But like it works almost flawlessly. I could not believe the experience on the Wii U of this. I was totally blown away by how good a game could be. Period. But yeah. like on, on this like older system. Um, and while still holding all the hallmark, hallmarks of a Zelda, making it nice, it's colorful, it's cute, it's weird. It has the mysterious characters harkening back to Link's Awakening. We're like, what is this person's deal? Like, who would it? Everyone's weird. Um, <laughs> and they use the me, the me technology on the faces from the from mm-hmm. the Wii. Like, so everyone has an individual face, and while the characters are plentiful and therefore maybe less deep than some of the previous games um they're everyone's memorable because they have an individual face and it's like that's the bug girl and her sister and that's yeah. that guy you know they're very memorable that's and- the gay the gay real estate guy i really like what's his name you remember who helped you build your house oh Bolson construction yeah yeah yeah. Uh, and he's at, he's, he's at uh, luralin in the uh oh yeah yeah, yeah yeah oh yeah all these just yeah. bizarre characters so and beyond the characters this game the world it is so much polished so intricately designed the whole it's a huge world for starters um and to me there's no wasted like sometimes you'll play a skyrim or something and you'll run into some janky walls or a door that doesn't make any sense you're like why is that door there you're like i don't yeah. know and like we can't go any further here just invisible wall. right right there's right. obviously got to be invisible wall but the way that they handle all these things they learn such valuable lessons from previous kind of open world games and the, the the world itself, like every little nook and cranny is interesting, has something, has a reason to be there. Makes a Korok sense. seed somewhere in that. You don't get <laughs> stuck. There's no, I mean, probably someone's found some clipping errors or whatever, but like sure. it just is huge and it works. It's seamless. It's flawless. There's yeah. the loading times, even on the Wii U, were very good. And it was just a revelation, really. And and then coming into the sequel where you got the same map, like, not to jump ahead, but like learning the world. And you can go through a game many, many times. Like, yes, I understand how this game works. I'm going through these steps. But this is the first one that's like the, and in some ways, maybe the older 2D ones or whatever, the, the you know early ones, but like the, really getting to know the world and learning the map and just like really being virtually in this world. And then again, <laughs> rediscovering it on Zooted and for me as a COVID game, just being like, oh my God, this is my, and also a heat dome game for me. Uh, <laughs> uh, fucking, I'm going to go to uh, the ice peaks here because it's fucking cool. Yes, yes, yes. cold. Unbearable <laughs> cold, unbearably cold. Sounds great. Here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but, but, and as you say, like mental health, and this is a, and this is a thing too, where they've done studies where, where people in hospitals who have a window view get better because they can see something mm. that isn't like on the inside of a hospital, right? Mm-hmm. If you don't have a nice view or a nice window or don't live somewhere nice to whatever, you can escape into this world where you can go to any number of unique locations of any climate, of any and they're all beautiful the yeah. days change you can take it doesn't, around, you, you can know it doesn't feel forced happen. like it no. feels natural when you move into this new thing that all of a sudden you're in a new climate entirely yeah. you know what yeah I mean? and so i feel like that there, i feel like there must be some scientific you know quasi virtual reality thing going on in our brain where we're like because i do i go i just want to walk around in some grassy fields and ride my motorbike later around to you and uh and i just like it's 
just fun to do even if you've yeah. done everything in the game and you beat everything like it, you want to go back to that world and you recognize the places and you form an attachment to the characters and in this case the places where like yeah. i don't think i felt an attachment to a zelda map ever like ah. you know what i mean like yeah, some yeah. of the towns and stuff maybe they're cute like especially in wind waker this really unique you know kind of levels and stuff but uh i don't yeah yeah yeah, yeah, anyway. yeah um yeah, Marta, uh, Breath of the Wild. Very little to say about it. Uh, controversial. I never beat it. Uh, yeah. I barely, barely dip my toes into it. My yeah, yeah. familiarity of, with it. So we had it on the Wii U. Mm-hmm. My familiarity of it is watching my husband play through it. So it was one of those like in the background type things. And yeah. I think the reason for that is because I am like at, at my core a PC gamer. Hmm. which opens up a whole world of games like from all different consoles aside except for nintendo obviously um so open world games and things like that were not really as enticing to me like Mm -hmm. travis you said you put 300 hours into breath of the wild yeah i just opened up my ea app uh i put 599 hours and two minutes into dragon age inquisition wow (laughs) which is which came out in 2014 so that's over okay 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 but that that is a big open world game that i've replayed and replayed and replayed um and like things like you know skyrim and games like that those those were the games that really kind of gripped me from the open world front so when it came to an open world zelda the last experience with zelda i'd had was skyward sword which i could not get into yeah so in my head it was like i i guess i'll play a little bit and i played i played a bit i didn't even get to the first of the hmm. like what the beasts or whatever that you're supposed to the get divine beasts uh, the yeah, divine yeah. beasts yeah i didn't even Which get to that often, so you don't even have to do it yeah yeah, yeah. Exactly. like i've seen yeah. somebody figured have, out how you can you can who... you can finish it in like at, uh, 90 minutes or something yeah it's my, possible. my friend yeah. shannon accidentally recently she was streaming it and she accidentally beat it yeah. on screen <laughs> without getting any divine okay. beast because wow, she was just going around and was like oh Wait, oh here's here's ganon yeah again like you have to you have to do very little to be yeah. to win zelda yeah. but it's all about the texture and the depth mm-hmm. and the lore and at this point breath of the wild the map everything is named after something from a previous game yeah, yeah. there's characters that are reminiscent of other characters or, or um you have beetle who's all the way back from uh n64 days yeah. who looks disgusting and he looks awesome in wind waker but he looks disgusting again later yeah but he's hey! awesome now yeah. yeah i love beetle um <laughs> like, yeah. and the koroks are back i wish yeah. that was those line lionels are just scare the shit lionels out of you are... remember oh. when a sky when a lionel first sees you and just gonna huh like let's yeah. get the fuck out of here <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah and if you know you can like if you're peaceful you can walk by them if yeah, you're yeah, yeah, yeah. So you put your weapons away and you just walk politely they'll be like okay just a regular dude just <laughs> a regular so, guy there's so many little um look, look all the monsters they only kind of do they have a routine of like three different things like they're but there's so many and they're so nuanced and so there's such detail and polish on everything in the true nintendo way that on their flagship stuff like there's just multiple multiple levels of polish that um is mind-blowing and it's so yeah. deep they give you these yeah. tools and again going all the way back to my D days this is why i love breath of the wild it reminds me of old 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 D where it's just like you're with the very, very simple tools. Now, what do you want to do? Like, go do what you feel. And that is literally Breath of the Wild. Like, you're not expected to 
like there's the main story but like there's so many things you can do you can if you get tired of it or you get frustrated on something there's always another thing to to keep to occupy yourself or to do you can keep busy in this sort of like animal crossing style way that doesn't feel as maybe right 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 yeah yeah like or something right 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 yep it's fishing, a, yeah. You know, it's like whatever, whatever the heck you want. Yeah, it doesn't have fishing. Famously, uh, it's one of the one of the beefs people had about I'm one of the one of the two beefs. I love a fishing. Yeah. Game. Right. Oh yeah, lots of yeah. fishing in that. We should yeah. we should have been giving props to the fishing in Zelda from the start. Fishing and and no and no and no dungeons. Right. That was the other thing that uh, people yeah. were a little kind of like it was True. missing those two key elements. Absolutely. Um. But yeah, just like crazy great. Um. But holy shit. Just over two months ago, finally, the Ooh. sequel comes out, Tears of the Kingdom, and it's the same engine, but has an underground depths and a sky above you. And I learned recently, I mean, before we get into this, I figured it out, that the depths is an exact mirror image yes. of everything yeah. above, yeah. all the way up to the thing. So that's why, man, when you get down to Ganondorf, you got to go down like like that's why all of the light routes the names of the light route are the backwards backwards they like heard that too that's so crazy it helps you like find you go sub level to find things upstairs downstairs like the integration is mind-blowing like yeah it's insane the way that they i mean i didn't watch too many spoilers or read not that there was much to know but like Mm -hmm. i was just like i just want to be surprised no problem and yeah you see the trailers like oh you're up in the sky and you dive down like okay they're trying to do what they wanted to do with skyward sword and integrate it into Mm -hmm. wow great love it Mm -hmm. whatever you got for me and i'm i said like Breath of the Wild, they could have made a sequel with just like a new map or just yeah. like something else, and I would have been yeah. happy. They could remake every other Zelda game in that engine. I would play it yeah. multiple times. I'm just yeah. like, this is ideal. Um, but anyways, like just this. Uh, they the, took it to a you, whole uh, yeah, other level. They included. The- they included basically the best selling game of all time in yeah. Tears of the Kingdom. Right, aside yeah. from all of these other. Uh, elements adding to that map and adding to their dungeons are there and yeah. and uh, and everything. But on top of all that, dude, the story is awesome. It's yeah. so good. And the finish. Did you finish it yet, Marta? Finish the story? No, I have not finished it yet. Oh, I don't want to give anything Those away. But but it um that made me cry. That made me cry more than any any uh, Zelda game ever it's, has. It's it's close in emotional attachment to uh kind of the end of uh, metal gear solid 3 with uh the killing wow. off the boss right but in a yeah. different way in a different way and it, and it plays with that same sort of mirror thing that you had from this like it's so special man and that the the end boss is it kind of mirrors the way that uh has echoes of how it builds up to breath of the wild too but the actual finish finish and the story building up to it that if breath of the wild was missing that story element tears of the kingdom has it in spades and That's i put right. 100 i put 160 hours into this and i don't know I, like i finally finished the story story but i know i still have so much to do i uh, i ordered the um uh, that, no, well, no, I ordered the, uh, uh, I got those little Amiibo cards on your recommendation, sure. okay. uh, but I, I, not all of them work, but it doesn't matter. It's still oh, really? a big, still a big help. Um, uh, but I ordered the strategy guide and I, it, it, I've heard, learned it comes tomorrow and now I'm glad that I finished on my own. So now I can just go and, 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 cause I love it. Like that's kind of a dying breed, like a good, really nicely made it's hardcover, uh, strategy guide. That's like official things like you don't see those as much anymore. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, so I'm jazzed for that and I'm going to have it next to me while I kind of go back and I haven't, I haven't built my apartment yet. 
Oh, I, yeah, I, you I know, I know this. Touch that part. Yeah, and this yeah. is where. So, so earlier you were talking about how Marin is the like the you were both saying you know it's the only time that we've seen a romantic interest for Link, and my argument for that is that this is a game where we finally see there is some romantic interest between. Link I think and so. Zelda. Yeah, yeah. So I know. your house in Hatino Village. Yeah, yeah, that was that was Link's it's now, house. Oh, now yeah. it's Zelda's yeah. house. It's yeah. now yeah. Zelda's house. house and I, it looks like. And you can tell that she, yeah, one bed, that's right. And you can tell that it's totally been redecorated because we used to, we used to have our, our, our sweet swords and shields on the wall. And now she's moved in and totally made it like kind of home. home. We built a little office for her in a well. Like I, I, this is the game that genuinely makes me believe like, no, Link and Zelda are in love. They're boinking. They're boinking. They're just a couple. It's implied in Breath of the Wild that Link and Mifa were an item before. Right, right, right. The exits, right. But, you know, it's a little unsure and it's, you don't play through that. That's like spoken. Oh, and I remember at the very end of Breath of the Wild, when it's fading away and you see the close up silent princess and over the hill, you can see the two of them kind of run to each other and it fades to black. So it's like, oh, what was going to happen? In there, but like this is um, the true sequel, which is rare in Zelda, where yeah. it's like literally right after this is what mm-hmm, happens. It's mm-hmm. like it's not like well, in a new haircut, like yeah, it's like right after, and and also like you know when you first get the game, you're like, well, yeah, it's the same map, and I'm like all for it, like whatever they give me, I'm down because it was so good. But mm-hmm. like it's unreal how much like everything is very different. Yeah. The characters all intermingle. They go to different towns. You see people in different contexts. You can Everyone... see you can see characters who have grown up, uh, yes. or, or like seventy or however many years have passed, three or yeah. four years or something like that. Like you can see ones who were like kids are now like kind of like yeah, uh, right. tweens and stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. really fascinating. Uh, um, so that's a that's a real rarity for that kind of series. So I will say, Tears of the Kingdom could easily be the best Zelda game ever made it's like incredible. the more I spend time with it um I think it could reveal to have like everything that Breath of the Wild has and then and and then more but based on everything we've said plus uh again the, the discovery and beyond that um yeah uh, Zelda is a, an incredibly amazing series um it's it, it it like as I said you guys like can you think of anything that has like the the most uh like the best batting average in terms of putting out uh, for as long as it has in terms of not just I, great I, games, but like important games. I genuinely can't. Yeah, yeah, me neither. I can think of games that like series that have had a really great batting average, but for the length of time, yeah. it's just Zelda. Like Mario's yeah. had a lot of misses. There's something and, that you want to yeah. say about it that's important to me is that um, I'm half Japanese, uh, but I'm Canadian through and through and everything like that. But it's a fantasy series. It's a swords and sorcery fantasy through and through magic, everything you want, like, but it isn't J.R. Tolkien. It isn't European. It's very Japanese. There's a very, very, they're not ashamed to throw any kind of Japanese, anything they want into this, but it's still fantasy. It's still swords and magic and shields and everything you want. And that's so unique in a world where fantasy begins and ends with Tolkien and a handful of other things, yeah. which are all white European, medieval, medieval European, era. Yeah. Which I love, hmm. I love that as well. But, um, you know, this is something else that stands alone in the fantasy oeuvre or whatever of, of, of sci-fi and fantasy yeah. works. And um, it's unique and special in so many ways. But I think culturally it bridges all these things. And um, 
um, and gives us something really unique in, in like fantasy yeah. gaming yeah. that is. And yeah. special. And that... like just one last little thing. Uh, or and dressing little, up like dolls. Yeah, little thing <laughs> about uh, uh, your protagonist is he's super effeminate. Um, yeah. uh, you know, that's very a big much thing. straddling the binary. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, well, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. By, it's by design, yeah. and it's and they've really talked about like it's a it's a androgynous doll that a child could be like, is Link a boy or a girl? And it's like, well, what do you think? Like, yeah. Link doesn't they say him and everything like that in the game, but like it doesn't matter, mm -hmm. and yeah. you can dress Link up now and not like I don't care in the Gerudo outfit. Yeah, oh that's boy, right. did that all those I boy the that. memes the Mix memes that match. The mix and match everything it's not just the green elf hat like it's yeah. like it's a whole making link your own character in a way never yeah. before where you don't it's not a character creation kind of game like a fallout mm -hmm. or skyrim or something mm -hmm. like that but the customization is just enough and that and the choices that you can make and how you want to play the game really makes it your own i think in a way that yeah. no other zelda game has yeah, well said. And I can tell we could go on forever and yeah, ever yeah, yeah, about sorry. all yeah. of these things. Mm -hmm. Um, but we gotta we gotta wrap things up. Uh, yeah. uh, super special. Um, I appreciate you guys coming on here to talk with us about uh, talk about this series with me. But before we go, Amarda, you've been talking about this for weeks. You've been so excited to let me know. It's a little bit of a twist that we've put on this uh, uh, this season of Took yours, notes. mine, yours, mine, and the uh, the truth. What are your three favorite songs off of the album of the summer? Extreme <laughs> Six. Boy, first of all, this album, I, I was immediately, you know, I listened to the whole thing. Are you familiar today. with this band? Do you know this band? I'm somewhat familiar. So You I know more know, than words. More than words. And I know the song from the end of Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Right, play with me. On Guitar Hero. Yeah, big time of Guitar Hero. I was texting Hero. my brother about this because my brother is in a metal band. And I, I, in my head, I just assume he has an encyclopedic knowledge of all metal. And he was like, I don't mm -hmm. actually know this band. When I, I told him, it was like, yeah, more than words. And he listened to it. He's like, this is not a fucking metal band. <laughs> and, no, they're not. No, they're, I mean, they were they were more metal adjacent at the more, beginning. Exactly. But as they moved and on, I told yeah, him, I, like, I directed him to play with me. He's like, oh, yeah, this song from Bill yeah, and Ted. Yeah. I got it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, when I listened to this album today, I definitely did not turn to Mike and say, I'm so mad that Travis made me listen to this whole album. Uh -huh. um, did not okay, happen good. at all. Good, good. I'm happy to hear <laughs> so that. So my, my top three songs from mm -hmm. this album, mm -hmm. um, uh, these are my notes that I took, took of it. And this is a roast because I'm Yes. Just, okay. Go ahead. It's fine. I hated it's this not, so much. It's not uh, your and I They're not metal. here. They're not going to listen to it. They're not here. No. Um, or are they? Oh my uh, God. So Surprise. the song Other Side of the Rainbow, this is just things that struck me. Other Side of the Rainbow sounds like it's something from the musical Spring Awakening, like down to the like cadence of the guitars. Hmm. It's one of those like rock musicals sure, that they've sure. done. Um, that yeah. it sounds straight out of Spring Awakening. Yeah. Uh small small town beautiful, another song. The vibe that this song gives me is she's a New York four, but it's Cincinnati 10. <laughs> <laughs> very good like no matter where you go you're yeah. you're still small town, small town beautiful, beautiful. Oh, you don't even funny. know and then finally um uh beautiful girls which is the jimmy buffett of this album holy uh, shit my jaw <laughs> during the rap sequence when they were with nuno types of women yeah including Nubian queens. Nubian queens porcelain <laughs> porcelain Nubian queens porcelain and all the, and all the and all and all the pretty and all pigments, the, the shade, the pigments in between. In between. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. you know what? They're, like, I think this whole album struck me as a Christian rock album. And like, <laughs> there's one song I don't remember which one, but it's like the chorus 
the words of the chorus are faith, love, hope, love. Yeah, yeah, I love yeah, that. Yeah, 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 Corinthians yeah. thirteen thirteen. Probably. Oh yeah. Bible oh yeah. And interesting. Kid. And they and yeah. they they that's uh, if you go back to some of the like again in the late nineties or, or early nineties when they were um, not peaking, but when grunge was uh, getting bigger and they were kind of doing yeah. they were doing more of that kind of prog rock kind of what's it all about like dream Daniel dream kind of thing and stuff. And I love that. Show. I, I I mean back then it was way more heavy handed. I think yeah. that X out when that one gets like, I think they walk a nice line in there. I like that song a lot. That X out, um, the one where it has a, it's different. It's weird. And uh, they're old. Like, I like that. They're trying these different things. I sure. think beautiful. And I, I agree with you hundred percent. Beautiful girls. I think is a pop fucking gem, baby. It's bananas. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. The whole album reminded me of when Bon Jovi came out with it's my life. And everyone was like, what the fuck yeah. is Bon Jovi doing? <laughs> That's the same vibe that I get from this album. All right. All right. Well, yeah. I appreciate your, your honesty, Brian, give me your top three. Uh, for the uh, yeah all right well you know i i my sister had extreme two pornography on tape which was in the car we heard mm -hmm. uh, an amount before my parents were probably like enough of this or whatever but you know i'm somewhat familiar with extreme more beyond just sort of their couple of years but you know i didn't know that they had done a fourth and fifth album and i didn't know that it had been 15 years but saying um so Props to them for just doing it. That's yeah, cool. Yeah, that's I think I this said. album like runs the gamut. Like there's a little bit of everything on this. Yeah. Um, you know, it starts out, it's pretty like riff. It's lots of super guitar, guitar driven. Yeah. Those there's first three songs, songs are like that sound really Van Halen y or Aerosmithy. Yeah, yeah, that's what they and, came out of. Which which is like again, that's their that's where they're from. Mm -hmm. Nothing it, but it it is, they are older. It does feel like dad rock. It does feel like there are some questionable songs. I've there's things I appreciate about Extreme, which a lot of people, the singing, the harmonies, tight. Oh, I love the harmonies melody. so much. The there's harmonies a, are my favorite thing about harmonies, this album. They're a melodic, yeah. the way they write their songs, very melodic. I, they sound great. The guitar, sublime. I, this guy's a great ridiculous, guitar player. Ridiculous. No matter Absolutely, what. Yeah, very good yeah. Like, technical Shredding. music. Shredding. So, so, yeah, like yeah. Saying, like, so, Other Side of the Rainbow, to me... I, I like it, but it hmm. to me sounds like a Gin Blossom song or something from a '90s, like jangly kind of '90s I see it. pop. I hear and it, and it's kind of it's a little bit pedestrian or whatever. I think this, but these guys write earnest, kind of sentimental songs without yep. kind of any irony or whatever. Sure, I I don't like the song. Right? To me, it feels like they're I I I feel like they're writing in either ESL or something. I'm like, are these guys actually Italian? Because like the English sounds broken in almost all their songs. This is going all the way back. I've always been like. Oh, Nuno and Sharon, like maybe they're maybe they're doing their best. That's great, but they're like, no, we're from Boston. I was like, what the hell, guys? Like, you don't really Portuguese. care. Portuguese. Nuno is Portuguese, so okay, gotcha. But like, you know, there's a, some questionable rhyme schemes and stuff. But it's like, look, this isn't rocket science. It's not meant yeah. to be. But what they do, even when they do a sort of pedestrian pop song, they come in. The harmonies are sublime. A shredding guitar solo, which goes in directions you never expect. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah. you've got to give it up. I'm not a real guitar solo band kind of fan, but but look, every time it comes in, you're like, this is interesting. This guy is, yeah. It's yeah, uh, my friend it's in the previous episode. My friend called. It's almost like an anachronism now. You don't see you don't see shredding guitar solos in the middle yeah. of songs anymore, right? Yeah. Because not, not because so these. Funny. Because the guitar gods just don't really exist anymore. They don't exist. Right? It's not, there's yeah. no time in radio, like in the radio world, you got to get in and out under like three minutes or even less now. And there's no time for repeat and fade and guitar solo. But, so anyway, so, but I do like, I was saying, Hurricane, I enjoyed again, 
kind of pedestrian, kind of trite lyrics or whatever. Really? It sounds good to me. Yeah, I, I love like, that. I like That's my favorite song in the album. I yeah, like me too. And harmonies always sounds good to me. Small Town Beautiful is terrible. But to me, it's a country song because there are so many Big country time. songs. Yes. 100% yeah. it's a country song. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I, I think that's what I like about them. Uh, I think why I have the attachment to them is I grew up listening with my family. I talked about this on the last part. We listened to the, the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band a lot yes. on on, yes. on family vacations. And that when they do acoustics and, and harmonize together, it really yeah. has that kind of down home. Uh, it does. And yeah. that song is a very like kind of country sentiment. You can, you can easily... It's very easy for me to take it apart and be like, oh, you fucking guys, like, you don't know you're hot. And like, oh, the favorite, my favorite yeah. kind of girl is the one who doesn't know she's. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, that's cute. Like, One so Direction that. made their career on that. Totally, that's, right? You know, we've been but that's this fine. Kind of song. But that's fine. It yeah, is fine. Yeah. And it's just that it's not original. But the yeah. point is, this album doesn't really sound original. It sounds like Extreme doing some different kinds of songs, including a book. Jimmy Buffett sing along fucking Margaritaville, I which actually love that sounds thing. like it's the same chord. It, look, it's a very common chord progression. But I kept singing. Um, I think I'm alone. I think we're alone now, Taylor. Uh, yeah, uh, very similar. Uh, yeah. And, but there's so many songs you could probably sing Spider Webs from No Doubt over it. And yeah, 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 closing yeah. time as well. Anyways, mm -hmm. um, Semi Charmed Life by Semi Sonic probably put over top of it. Anyways, the nineties by Third Eye Blind. Semi Sonic from, is closing time. Sorry, yes. you're right. These guys are from the eighties and nineties, and they exist in an era free. It grunge and not quite hair metal or whatever they're kind of their own deal and as you say there's prog elements so it's regardless of whatever i found a lot of interesting elements to all the songs even the ones i didn't super duper care for um ending on here's to the losers with the gang vocals i'm like what is even going on but you I know what it. they were like i think that's right. a song about them man that's a yeah, song about and themselves and and i love like, that like a, like a queen guitar solo comes in or whatever oh there's like that that brian yeah. mega that's in beautiful girls right and that's uh, yeah, like that's yeah they they uh they are uh, they performed at the Freddie Mercury tribute and Brian May came out and mm -hmm. said more than any other band on this planet understands what Queen is about. And, yeah, and yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I get that. For yeah. Sure. And that was their live aid. That was their live aid moment that if you can see the Freddie Mercury tribute, watch extremes performance of that. Cause they do a medley of uh, Queen songs. That is just okay. like, they'd like are on top of the world. Uh, yeah. Um, um, yeah, uh, I think you gave me four there, but I appreciate it. Oh, anyway, it. Mixed Bag, that was my honorable mention. Mixed Bag, but you okay. know what? I had a good time listening to you, and I think there's lots of interesting things going on, even if you are like, what even is this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. really good musicianship, I will say. That's it, that's the thing. They all came that, out, they all true. came out of, yeah. they all came out of the Berkeley School of Music, or, or a number of them did, so like, that's always going to be there. Um, I, I appreciate your patience, Marta. And Brian, I appreciate your due diligence. Uh, and and, uh, and, I, and uh, I will say, I do agree. I do agree. Like they, the musicianship is there. They are a talented yeah. group of yeah. musicians. Yeah, It's just it's a just maybe not like, for look, me. Oh yeah. Like that opening song, they're opening that rise with their first single. And it has the most generic riff you've ever heard. Yeah. Uh, but it does kind of go in somewhat different directions. But if I heard that on the radio, I know I'd be turning the page, hearing that riff at the beginning. Right. Um, but they like I think that's on purpose. They want to show like, hey, we can fit in with these kids yep. who are twenty years younger than us. We can play a song that that they do, and we can do some different things. And it's going to have this 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 uh, solo in the middle that's going to knock you on your on your fucking ass. Yeah. Um. And, yeah. So I finally get to see them at the end of August. Oh, um, nice. For the first time in my life. Uh, are they in doing They're going to Seattle. <laughs> oh, I wish. I wish, dude. What a great. What a. Oh, would that be an awesome end of summer? <laughs> yeah, seeing, uh, it would be. Uh, 
Um, no, I'm going to Seattle to see. I'm really looking forward to it. It's the end Ooh, of nice. their uh, American length of their tour too, so it could be there could be some special things to it. Um, but I appreciate you guys doing this. Um, thank you. Uh, I appreciate uh, both of you guys very much, Marta. You and I will be working together soon uh, because Ahsoka is coming out. Um, me, our, me, wait. never again. Yes, <laughs> Brian, no. you're out. Try it, try it. Um, yeah. Yeah, good, sorry, good knowing you. Sorry, yeah. Paul. What a waste of air. Oh, <laughs> no, no. I'll see you. I'll see you very soon. I'm just referring to Marta. Marta and I. There we go. That's our best you can, song. You can That's what they got to finish their podcast. That's what they got to finish their concert with. Yeah, yeah. We'll have a, if you're if you're into Ahsoka, we'll have you on. Like, because we got to oh, come up with uh, a we got to come up with a, a title. Um, Pete was yeah. suggesting I'm no Jedi. I don't know. Uh, you're called I'm no Jedi. I, I want to. I, I was thinking getting snippy with it. Nice, nice. I love what about yeah. Rosary uh, Fifty One? No. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's an Ahsoka co- podcast. Yeah. Not because it happens in outer space. Um. <laughs> Uh, aliens thanks guys <laughs> you're the best <laughs> yeah uh, you guys are the best uh, i'm sorry it went so long I, I i i just knew that we had a lot to talk about and i had a lot of fun wise, talking about time. with you guys yeah. yeah and you guys added a ton of uh insight to something that uh yeah a, a game series that kicks ass and that i knew that we would uh have a lot of fun talking about so we'll see you guys fun. yeah thank you and uh we'll hopefully talk to all y'all soon bye bye yeah yeah an extended conversation like i said we're we're getting into the metal gear series territory uh eps uh in terms of length but not quite um and uh, gosh uh i want to say big thanks to to brian and marta for for just really you could as i said before you could sense the excitement and and the sense of joy we all have in playing uh, this game in this series uh, and the love we have for a lot of different things. Brian was still messaging right after we were done because you know, they wanted, wanted to get in and make sure that people check out on, on, on Breath of the Wild or Tears of the Kingdom. If you flip it to the Japanese voice acting, it makes it a hundred times better. And I had never really considered that because, I mean, oh boy, they talk like if you see the, these last two Zelda games... They have such a Hayao Miyazaki influence on them, just so loudly, especially the last one. And I, I've learned, uh, I learned early and often that that those films are so much better when you listen to the original uh, Japanese voice acting. So I don't know why I didn't think it wouldn't be the same thing with uh, video games. Um, uh, so uh, yeah, so maybe when I start it again, uh, get, put another 160 hours into it, I'll start again in Japanese. But that's another message for people out there. Um, Aside from that, oh, he also wanted to let us know that he's always loved drawing his own maps and he learned the Hyrulean alphabet. Um, Yeah, just uh, the coolest. Um, The coolest conversation, the coolest people. Uh, Yeah, uh, I, uh, oh, I got, I did get some, uh, since I've uh, been recording this outro, it's the next day from our our recording. I was supposed to be getting that, that strategy guide today and I woke up this morning to a, to an email from Amazon that it's been delayed for another eight days, which is a drag. Um, cause I already missed the game. 
I honestly do. I, I've, I've tried to move on to something else, but I kind of want to go back, but I don't want to do it until I can just, all right, where are we going to go? Where are we going to go? I want to kind of have a bit of a plan to just really explore and not get too lost. Um, I, I mean, as fun as it is to get lost, unless I want to get lost one of these days where I do come home and like, uh, you know, maybe there's things haven't gone as well as you'd hoped. And, you know, you're a little too uh, concerned about making people happy and not so worried about yourself. And, uh, you know, sometimes a game like Zelda can kind of give you that, especially these last two ones. I can't say this enough as to how, you know, it's such a wonderful combination of emotional investment and reward through just beauty and art. Um, It's such a great, such a great time uh the legend of zelda and i'll put a we'll uh put a book uh put a button on that there's got to be something else i can say put a uh put a uh, uh a magoblin horn on that to wrap it up or we'll put a lionel shield because those are pretty heavy and won't people won't be able to open it up again all right whatever <laughs> thanks you guys uh all right so next show will be i'm going to return to my uh my love of wrestling with uh, two of my best friends to uh, talk wrestling with. You know us uh, from Mystery Titan Theater, the show that's on every other Saturday uh, on twitch.tv slash Jarvis Washing Machine. You can watch us live. If you aren't able to join us, you can go to youtube.com slash C slash Jarvis Washing Machine to see the old episodes. And uh, yeah, uh, if you've been watching those, you know that we have been watching a lot of old 1985 NWA Worldwide, which was not a part of my youth, but a big uh, part of the forming of uh, my friend Johnny Hedgepath's uh, his formative years as a wrestling fan and and watching it with him it's been really really cool and to see what we've seen and I've been so inspired because as you guys know I get to uh, uh, book and which is to to write uh, wrestling storylines with a with a creative group for Boom Pro Wrestling go to boomprowrestling.com we've still got season tickets available just a few check that out um, and. Man, there. This place is a goldmine for 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 coming up with really cool ideas or, or as uh, stealing cool ideas, which is what I plan on doing. And we're going to talk about that. And, we, and the other cool thing, uh, another, we've got another really cool thing planned for that, especially. So stay tuned for that. Uh, beyond that, yeah. Um, uh, keep enjoying the summer of six. Oh, give me your if you're listening to this, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at wctss. Uh, that's my main one. But if you're listening to this, give me your top six from six. Come on. Or, or top three. Give me a song that you like. Right? Uh, it, it doesn't have to be like pulling teeth. It's always funny to see the way these these friends who don't know me as an extreme fan are like, Travis listens to the band Extreme. And, uh, you know, the, the, you get any anything across the board from the, from the, the, the excitement to talk about that we got from Brian and dig into the, the lyrics and the, the musicianship to the, just what the F that we got from uh, the amazing Marta. And I thank both of them. I love both of those reactions and everything in between. Um, so that's, uh, that's what makes the show great. And it, what makes it, you know, it, it, it's the best. Um, thanks again, everybody. We will see you in a few more weeks. This has been yours, mine and the truth. Uh, have a great, uh, July and we'll see you I th- hopefully early August. All right. Bye.